0: Welcome to the Region Free Gamers Podcast, Episode 9. Today, a little niche show you may have heard of E3. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Region Free Gamers Podcast, the podcast that's fluent in gaming. Today we're going to be talking about E3, the big event that just happened recently. Um, I personally can't wait to talk about it, and uh, joining me today, my other co-hosts who also can't wait to talk about it, Uh, to the north of me, Masa. Hey yo! To the south of me, out of Virginia, Arnie.
1: Hey, I could probably wait a few minutes to talk about it, actually, it's fine.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) You want to to just stop recording now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and to the far east of me, for the first time joining us out of Holland by way of England, Jeff.
2: Uh, hi guys, hi there.
0: So, I don't I don't even think we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately. Um, although before we do dive into E3, uh, just a quick reminder to our listeners. If you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you leave us a comment as well on iTunes, super, super helpful. And uh, who knows, maybe you have a friend who's bored with their current podcasts and looking for something new to listen by all means tell a friend that you enjoy this podcast and uh, direct them to it um so yeah e3 guys uh where do we want to start do we want to start with the big end do we want to start with sony
1: uh I, let's just get nintendo out of the way because i feel like they're the ones we're going to talk about the most
0: i i think you're probably right so I've got the list of Nintendo games here that I was interested in. Um, if you guys want to add anything to the list, like we don't have to just go by this list only. There was uh, there was quite a bit going on there. Um, so did you guys see... Like for me personally, I actually went to the show. I um, was very lucky this year. the The trailers that I saw, the one that I was most interested in by far... Well, not by far, but the one I was most interested in was Demon X Machina. Did you guys see
3: that one? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I watched it this morning, not knowing what it was. And just by the name, I was like, this doesn't sound like a a game that I'd expect to be coming from Nintendo uh, first and foremost. And after watching the trailer, I'm very excited about it. It looks super cool. It's like somebody... over at Marvelous, I guess, really liked Zone of the Enders and was like, I want to do that, but, like, even more insane.
0: That's kind of how I saw it. (laughs) I saw it, and uh, see, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I have such a weakness for behind-the-back, third-person mech, you know, kind of games. And it all starts with Virtual On. Of course. As you guys are probably aware. And uh, it goes to Armored Core from there. Do you guys remember Armored Core?
3: Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So anytime I see that kind of game and, uh, you know, I'm automatically excited, but at the same time, there's still kind of two different types of games in that genre. When you think about it, there's like the kind of almost sim like mech warrior where you're kind of plodding along and, you know, those are okay. Those are those are good for what they are. But the ones that get me excited are the ones where you can move fast and the mechs are agile and nimble. And that's what I got from from Demon X Machina. It just looked like a really nimble mech
4: shooter with really cool art. That's what I gathered anyway. Yeah, I would say um, the game looks very impressive graphically, especially like for a Switch game. Um, but I got to say I do have my concerns about the game even if I mean it does look good and mm-hmm. you know, like like you said, the gameplay looks fine and fun. Uh, but I'm a bit concerned that it's developed by Marvelous, and you know, Marvelous is m- mainly known for games like Senran Kagura, which aren't like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they aren't, aren't like, you know, gameplay classics, so I'm a bit like, I'm hoping that they will release a demo for that game. Um, I definitely want to try it out before buying it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard It's hard to disagree with that. I've never actually played a Senran Kagura game. I, I thought, so... My my thought on them has always been that the gameplay is actually surprisingly good, yeah. but you never notice because there's just boobs all over the
4: place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would say gameplay-wise, um, Sailor Kakura is kind of like um, I would say poor man's musou.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah, it's like, <laughs> and
3: that's about it. <laughs>
1: So what you're telling me is that Demon X Machina is not gonna have big anime titties. Is that is that the the vibe that I'm sort of getting here? Yeah, that's my main concern. It. Actually, it's, okay. Yeah, uh,
4: <laughs> not gonna lie, it, it's not the gameplay; it's the lack of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's very concerning. They probably had to hire
1: a whole new team for this.
0: Well, I don't. Uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about this game. There wasn't any. There wasn't any playable demo for it at E3. Yeah. To be honest with you, even. Even if there were playable demos of games at E3, I actually didn't play any of them. Um, it like, And you guys heard me whine about this over <laughs> and over, but like the lineups were just ridiculous to yeah. play anything. Um, so yeah, I, I was mainly... My main exposure to all these games was via the trailers um the only game I actually played was was Soul Calibur 6 but we'll get to Soul Calibur 6 later in fact Soul Calibur 6 isn't even on my list now that I think about it which is just a you know I have to add that
2: (laughs) it isn't on mine either but that's just because I think I've been so burnt by Soul Calibur lately that I've just kind of go yeah you know
0: (laughs) no I I get it man and uh I'm well we'll stay on theme. We'll get to Soul Calibur after, I swear. Um Pokemon, is anybody excited for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee? I I'm not. So, how about you guys?
4: Um yeah, I would say yeah, I am. Um And mainly I mean I'm not gonna say that it like the game actually uh it looks surprisingly good. Um yeah, sure, it looks like an uprest version of um like the 3DS games. It's Definitely using like the old engine, uh, but it's, I mean, I would say it, it still looks nice and there's some welcome additions and well, okay, so yeah, sure, I understand why people have been so negative about like how you catch Pokemon because it's like straight out of Pokemon Go and yeah, that doesn't look that great, but overall the game does look nice and what I'm really excited about is that for the first time ever, you actually can play the game co-op.
1: Yeah. I am cautiously optimistic about it. It looks really nice um, because I think it's exactly what people have been asking for forever. It's a full 3D uh, sort of, you know, Pokemon adventure. I think this is sort of the testing ground for, you know, something more ambitious uh, that's yet to come. Uh, so I don't know if I'm if I'll be getting this one, but it looks good. I like I like the uh, sort of the way they've redesigned the original Kanto region, and they have the original 150 Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if I could find it on the cheap, I would definitely probably give it a go. Yeah, I think it's it's a game that completely makes sense from Nintendo's point of view.
2: You've basically got yeah. this phenomenal success that was Pokemon Go. You got this. You now got this phenomenal success that is the Switch. You know marrying those two together to get more, even more people to buy into the consoles especially the younger generation who are going to want that especially with that pokeball add-on
3: uh,
2: <laughs> i think it's it's i mean pokemon has been a license to print money for what now over 20 years so yeah you know it's it's a it's it's a complete no-brainer
0: personally i'm a big fan of that pokeball controller i think uh i think it's nice that you have like another means by which you can inflict your cruelty to animals.
3: Yeah. it's uh,
0: It just it just looks very cute.
1: Yeah. But you're right, Masa. The co-op is probably the biggest thing to come out of this. Um, and I hope that's something that they sort of continue to do moving forward on all their Pokemon console uh, RPGs. Also, I really like the way they've set up where whatever Pokemon is, is with you at the time Uh, sort of either if they're small enough they ride on your shoulder or if they're big enough you can ride on them and I think that looks really cool because I think they've done it for every single Pokemon. They either follow you or uh, ride it on you or you ride on them depending on which Pokemon it is.
4: And also what's really awesome is that for the first time you can actually see the Pokemon like roaming around the world. It's not like, okay, so I want to catch like a, let's say, a Pikachu and then you have to, you know, fight fight through, like, millions of, like, um trash Pokemon to get that one Pikachu. Yeah. Because, like, now you can see that, oh, yeah, Pikachu is there. I'm just going to go there and catch it.
1: That's another thing that I think people were sort of conflicted about, whether they liked it or not. I love it because I fucking hate random encounters, especially in Amen. Pokemon games. Um, I still remember that cave in the first game that was full of zoo bats oh. and every two steps was another goddamn zoo bat <laughs> so <laughs> i i love this because it, it's you know it's it's something where if you want to grind you want to train go ahead run into every single pokemon if you just want to get from point a to point b especially before you have some of those moves that let you move around a lot quicker um you know it's easy and you sort of avoid all the pokemon you don't want to deal
2: with yeah, it's it's funny you say that. I know we didn't we're not going to talk about what games we've been playing, but a couple of weeks ago I started up Leaf Green again for the first time <laughs> in years and I just I just I think I'm up to now where all the ghost pokemon are, but I spent yeah. like an hour going through that cave just getting more and more like this is just too fundamentally old school now. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. think I could do this again with a brand new game. So yeah, definitely like the idea of seeing the pokemon in the wild. Being able to kind of like wait for that moment to see yeah your, your Pikachu's or whatever you want and be mm-hmm. able to like go for it yeah it's it's good it kind of it kind of fits in with that now like modern era of gaming where you kind of do want a bit of, you you do want it to speed up you do want that kind of quick moment yeah. of like like uh, of satisfaction rather than you know having to grind and grind and grind so yeah.
1: yeah it's for people like us who don't have any time and are just you know just angry all the time and just want to get to the next town. <laughs>
3: Because
0: we all get super angry playing Pokemon, right? That's kind of the goal,
4: yeah. I'm i, I rage all the time. <laughs> but yeah, also right, like guys. one thing we should probably like still mention before we move on to the next game is that yeah, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company like they already announced that next year we are getting like the actual like the core Pokemon game, yeah. which is like more traditional. And also they said that it it's gonna look it's going to be the best looking Pokemon game game ever. So I think that's going to be the first game with like the new engine. And it's probably going to be like, like fully 3d because yeah, let's go is still basically just a pretty version of the 3ds games.
1: Yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Masa, I saw that you added Xenoblade Chronicles
4: to the list. Absolutely. That, yeah i gotta say like that's definitely like one of the i would say nintendo's uh, like overall their um, e3 showing wasn't like mind-blowing uh because they focused mainly on 2018 games outside mm-hmm. of um demon x Machina and fire emblem uh but yeah xeno play 2 the dlc that's called Tona, the golden country coming out in september and holy crap that's way bigger than i expected uh, it Really does feel like Xenoblade, like almost like a sequel, or well, in this case, a prequel uh, to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, And it actually takes place uh, 500 years before um, the actual game. And yeah, it does seem really massive. And they actually added a lot of new places and new characters, new enemies, even new gameplay mechanics. So it really does feel. It's not just like, because really often when you have RPG expansions, you basically just, you know, visit the same places as in the main game. There might be some, you know, new side quests. But yeah, this is completely new and they, I mean, it's basically a standalone game and that's how they're also selling it. Like, they are releasing a physical copy of the game. Yeah. I I had
0: no idea. I, like, I originally had this game when I was looking at our list and I actually originally had it and then I'm like, Eh, it's an expansion, whatever, and then I took it off the list. But then you swooped in and made sure it was there. I, I had I had no idea it was this involved.
4: Yeah, it's really massive, and uh, yeah, definitely like one of the games that I can't wait to check out. Yeah, and it it looks really impressive.
1: Here, here's my thing with with this: is I really like it because it seems like it's adding a lot. Like it's it seems like it's gonna be worth what they're asking for it, um, but. My myself, my immediate reaction to this now is I don't own Xenoblade Chronicles 2, so I'm definitely going to wait probably like maybe six months to eight months until they release Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Game of the Year or Complete Edition or whatever that has the original game and this. Um, so I'm very excited, but for me now, I wonder if it's going to put some people off on buying Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, because, you know, I don't know if Nintendo's going to do that for a fact, but it's sort of a trend now where eventually there is a version of the game that's released that just has everything on it. Um, but aside from that, it looks great. I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for, for more. It's definitely not just like a tacked on sort of DLC compilation with a few new side quests. It looks like a whole new adventure.
4: Yeah. To be honest, it actually looks a lot better than the the wild DLC that we got.
3: Yeah.
0: I definitely agree with you on the whole game of the year uh, situation. I think I think we're kind of wise to that now. Mm-hmm. Like now that I see this DLC, I don't own Xenoblade Chronicles two. Realistically, I probably, eh, probably never will. There are too many games out there, and and the line has to be drawn somewhere. At least for me. But with that said, if I was going to get it, I would I would also wait. I mean, I see the DLC out there. I'm not going to get the original and the DLC if I already had the original. That'd be a different story. Yeah. But I mean, there's definitely going to be something along those lines. Like, we're just, I don't know, I think we're just a little bit wise to that whole thing now.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, Have they said, Masa, or do you know, um, and I'm assuming you do need the original Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to play this, right? Because if they're releasing it physically, does that mean it's it's standalone, like you can play it on its own?
4: Um, I actually believe that um, you can actually play it without the main game. Okay. But oh, that, wow. but that would be weird. And also it's like how it's done. Like, okay, so yeah, you can b- buy the DLC um like season pass yeah. or, or the expansion pass. And it, it includes like all the DLC uh, so far. Like they have added like new um characters and side quests and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then with the physical edition, it actually comes with the um like the golden country like story expansion, but there's a separate code um for the the rest of the DLC. Okay.
1: That's nice.
4: So at least that makes me believe that it's gonna be like completely like a standalone game. Yeah. Okay.
2: So uh Massa, so h- how many hours do you think this is going to add on to an already crazy large game?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um it took me around 90 to 100 hours to beat the base game. Uh my characters were around level 70 at that point and in the trailer i believe that we saw characters from level 5 up until like level maybe 35 36 so yeah it's probably going to be quite long like i don't know 40 hours maybe that's good i mean that definitely 40 would be hours worth is, price of see the that's edition. reasonable yeah for sure
0: all right jeff tell me about how excited you are for mario party <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: How did you know this was top of my list? That's what I, I, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't played a Mario Party game in a long, long time—not since my student days. That was that was a good game to get get the shots in and get the beers in and yeah, have a yeah. blast. But yeah, that's—I uh, mean, if, if you have a, if you have a young family, great, great game. But uh, here's
1: the thing, um, specifically about this trailer. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the same trailer I did because I don't know if there was more than one, but...
4: Is it the one with the hipsters? Yes. Okay.
1: So the two things <laughs> I learned... But is that
4: like every Nintendo <laughs> commercial ever? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's like, it's only like extremely attractive
1: like mid-twenties to like late-twenties adults now. Like, there's no more children in Nintendo commercials. They all died. Um, yeah. But the one thing I really loved about this trailer uh, was... Uh, there's a scene where they're at a bar and they sort of put two switches down on the table and sort of connect them. And they swipe and it it does a thing where it essentially mimics like a board. So however you configure the Switch tablets, like that's the shape of the board you're going to be playing on. And Yes, that was I, I remember this thing. That was crazy to me. I was like, this is a thing that like the Switch can do um, because it sort of adds like another layer of replayability to like all these games. It's like, not only do you have like the randomness of what mini game you're going to play, but then on top of that, for certain mini games, you can sort of, uh, decide what the, what the board you're playing on looks like. So you can configure it however you want. I think they showed like three or four different configurations. Um, but the fact that you can, you can do that with two switches is crazy to me.
0: Yeah, that was definitely the the most kind of visually standout thing on the trailer. Um, I immediately started thinking about how that can be applied to other games, and because I'm not a developer, I thought of zero things that could possibly <laughs> be done with it. But I'm sure somebody, you know what? I thought the same thing back when the 3DS, or sorry, when the Nintendo DS was first announced on like two screens. You know, uh eh, it's pretty gimmicky there, Nintendo. What are they gonna do with this? And they definitely thought of things to do. Yeah. So it, it it does, yeah. Like it makes me wonder what kind of further applications can be used by this whole, you know, Tetrising the tablets together. Yeah.
1: And even I think later in that same trailer they have another scene where they're playing some sort of baseball mini game and you know, one side is the one doing the pitching, the other side's doing the batting, and so they have the screens facing away from each other so you can't see what kind of pitch they're going to throw at you while you're batting and so stuff like that I think is is really cool like it it turns a machine that's already sort of really enjoyable and entertaining because of it's like function of being portable and uh, and docked but also adds like more functionality to it that you know I would have never thought of doing something like that like that's like that's future shit like
3: yeah to
0: me the uh like the next level okay so i finally thought of a use because now that you mentioned the baseball one i I forgot about that one like now a two-player tactical rpg if you want to play it locally you can do that and you don't have to share one screen
1: exactly
0: so you can have your fog of war where you don't see what or like an rts or something yeah where you don't see what your opponent's doing because they have their own screen and vice versa yeah
1: that'd be really cool actually like a, like a Fire Emblem. Actually, maybe Fire Emblem has multiplayer on it.
0: Oh my god. If they did that with <laughs> Fire Emblem... I mean, look, let's be honest. Only like 10 people would like really be excited. But <laughs> those 10 people would be really excited.
1: Yeah. It's... I mean, it, it. basically what I'm trying to say is like... I'm not necessarily really excited about Super Mario Party. But it's evolved the Switch into where now I'm even more excited about getting a Switch.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. I um, When I saw the, the Mario Party trailer, I, man, the fact that they call it Super Mario Party, like, I mean, where's the creativity,
4: guys? Give me something. <laughs> Super
0: Mario Party? Is this like 16-bit? What's going on here?
4: But yeah, I would say the game looks a lot better um, than the last few Mario Party games, but yeah. still, I'm a bit... Yeah, like, I mean, that gimmick that we talked about i mean that's really cool and i also like i was like Paul. i was like yeah what could you use that for but like also once again like i couldn't come up with anything um but i'm still a bit like at least what's cool is that they have added online for like certain mini games Uh, i don't think you can actually play like an entire you know board game online but at least like you can play some mini games online that's cool but i'm a bit like I actually own Mario Party then. I mean it's not a great game and I have only played it like, I don't know, maybe a few times with my friends, so yeah, money well spent once again. Yeah. And <laughs> here I'm like, yeah, the game looks cool, but I know like if if I bought it it would be like sixty euros and then I would maybe play it like three times a year or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's you know, getting getting the people together is already difficult enough as it is. Yeah. And then once you do get the people together, is Super Mario Party the game that you want to be playing? Yeah. Eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'll say that, that at least for the Switch version, getting the people together is probably not as hard since, like this commercial has shown, you can sort of show up with one of these at like a restaurant or a brewery and just be like, hey guys, now we're playing Super Mario Party if you want to be that guy.
0: Okay, but like, have have we reached that point? Like, Jeff, are you showing up to a pub and with your Switch and not being embarrassed about it? Like, of have we reached that
3: point?
1: Nintendo commercials?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, like, we, you know, when they did all the uh, initial marketing for the Switch, you're watching kids play it under a bridge downtown and things like that, and you're like, kind of going, "Are we really going to see this? Is this really going to happen in like everyday life?" And then when it came out, you, I see people on the train and people at work who are kind of very shyly kind of getting it out and not you know, pretending that, they, that they're not playing Zelda at lunch break. But <laughs> I mean, in the Netherlands, they are super hot on pub games. So when you go into a pub, there's always board games and things like that around. So they, they already have this kind of communal thing going on yeah. with gaming, but the switch, I never see it out like uh, in, in pubs in, in the Netherlands and in the UK, I can't imagine it would be, you know, commonplace. But, uh, you know, you're saying like with the tablets, I think what Nintendo are great at is kind of showing other developers, look, this is what you can do with our with our technology. But mm-hmm. it, it's really hit or miss with Nintendo. Sometimes things stick and it's, you know, like, like the Wii and it's revolutionary. And sometimes like the Wii U, some of the things they were trying to do there with the dual screen, it wasn't quite working and developers didn't yeah. know what to do with it.
3: Absolutely.
2: But, but with stuff like this oh, yeah, like one you... of
4: the craziest things that I've seen online was that um someone actually t- took a switch to a fucking strip club. <laughs> 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 I was like like serious, like if I went to a place like that I would have better things to do than that's play awful. like. I mean I love my switch but like uh, I would probably do something else than, you know mad play Super to that Mario guy. Party
1: <laughs> yeah. and or girl.
0: That's that's a hell of a power move right there. Like whatever. Here's my switch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't was, care. I was gonna tell. I think I. I think I may have mentioned it before, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the on the show. Um, when I was in Puerto Rico, uh, like a month or two ago, we went to this bar, and it's like a you know a sort of a local dive, um, and they had a dock switch connected to a flat screen behind the bar, and you could ask for some controllers and play Mario Kart Eight, like, and people were doing it like consistently. I did it for a while. Um, it's definitely but that sort of goes towards the argument of there's definitely better games to play than Super Mario Party, probably. Like I'd prefer to play Mario Kart eight than Super Mario Party, honestly.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but it's I a agree. thing
1: that that people do. I don't I think that that the Switch and Nintendo specifically, I think, have sort of a have garnered enough goodwill to be like these are games that people are okay playing. Like Mario Kart, everybody loves Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of ubiquitous as like everybody has played it before. They're willing to play it. It's, it's stuff that people know.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think um, Super Mario Party will be before Cut and Party Times comes out because I mean that <laughs> that is the <laughs> the end of the party game. Yes, like.
0: Is is Super Mario Party coming out before Smash? Super
4: Mario uh, yeah, is coming, coming in October. October release.
0: Okay, and when's Smash supposed to come December. out? November? Uh, December, December. Uh, okay, yeah, that's probably pretty clever on their part. Yeah. Um. So before we get because, <laughs> like, surprise, surprise, we're starting to like get a little long here. Um. So before we get to Fire Emblem, the indie titles. I mean, overcooked, Hollow Knight—I've seen these games before. Yeah. Um, have any of you guys se- ever seen Killer Queen Black? I've never—I no. had never no. seen this game or heard of this game until I was actually at E3 mm-hmm. and I saw it on the big screen there that they had.
4: I mean, the first time I heard about that game was that when they actually um, like there was that league that had like all the Nintendo like um, like show floor games and that was there. I was like, wait, what is this? And. Yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer, but I'm I'm still a bit like, I'm not sure what it's about.
0: Yeah, I have no clue. I, like, okay, if I'm listening to Nintendo Presenter Guy, then it's a really popular game and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of it, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and I can't quite figure out what's going on or how you win, per se. <laughs> um, Jeff, Arnie, either of you, have you seen this game before?
1: No idea. Nope.
4: Okay. Not to move on. <laughs> that was a one. Yeah, quick no night. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so Fire Emblem,
1: eh? Uh, this one I'm, I'm legitimately excited about. This one, yeah. uh, because I don't think I've played a console Fire Emblem yet. Um, and this looks really good. Uh, even the, the trailer, you know, was, you know, typical sort of hype machine thing uh but th- some of the gameplay they showed I'm really excited about uh it seems like you know it's what what we always talk about do what you do best and improve on it you know as much as you can without you know sacrificing anything that makes the game good it looks like fire emblem it plays like fire emblem it's it's fire emblem like i'm probably going to really enjoy it
0: i think uh yeah. i think for me it's a day 1 purchase yeah. and Absolutely. i i know for moss it's a day 1 purchase right yeah yeah
4: that like uh before um the i mean before e3 i was like there's one game that i really want to see I, I like like i don't care about like maybe you you're not gonna you know show bayonetta 3 and metroid prime 4 like hmm. you can forget about those games as long as i get fire emblem and we got it uh of course it's a bit of a bummer um that it got delayed to two- 2019 uh but yeah the game looks really amazing um and to be honest i was a bit worried about the about it because I wasn't sure because this is I mean yeah it's the first console Fire emblem game in a in over a decade so it was really difficult to picture what it what it was gonna be like. But yeah it I feel like they really took all the good things from the 3DS games and just, you know, made it better looking and you know mm. bigger and better. And okay graphically I would say if you have played Fire emblem Warriors uh it's quite similar like i would say that the character models look amazing um of course yeah the environments look a bit rough um but that can still be improved because yeah we are still like i don't know when the game is coming out maybe it's gonna be an early 2019 title so there's still you know time to upgrade the graphics and of course this is the first um fire emblem game on the the switch so uh, but yeah, they added a lot of like really interesting things, like there's the whole formation um option. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it looks like for the first time, you actually like when you it was always a bit weird when you 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 would have a fight, and all these fights would be like between you it would be like one on one, but now yeah. now you actually have an army with you, and they didn't really explain how it um actually works in the game, but that's definitely an interesting addition.
0: Yeah, I think it looks... I think that particular edition looks really, really interesting. The I, I'm with you, Masa. So like Fire Emblem straddled this line, and to be fair, it straddled it really well, where you had these fairly large-scale battles, but with a whole bunch of individual characters. So... You know the storylines keep talking about these these giant wars between kingdoms and so on, but then you look at the battlefield and there's like thirty soldiers. Yeah. yeah. So there was always a little bit of a disconnect there, but I I'm a big fan of having commanders and different soldiers, different soldier types in uh, in tactical RPGs. That that goes back to when I first played Langrisser like ages ago on the Mega Drive, and. Uh, yeah, like, that that whole option, It I think it's a great idea. I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really good.
2: Yeah, I guess, like, with the with the older Fire Emblems, I always saw, like, the, these battles as, like, the war is going off on the side. So that's, like, army versus army, and that's happening in the FMVs, and that's happening offside, whereas your group was always, like, the Special Ops or the Navy SEALs or someone like that who was doing the infiltration missions. You know that's that that's in my head, like the narrative that I created for myself um, to yes, kind of like, you, to, you like to like to justify that. I'm fighting a war with thirty people. Okay, um, <laughs> sure, fine, whatever. But that's how I kind of justified it. But like for me, like so, I really, I mean, Aw- Awakening was is my number one game on the 3DS, and it made me fall in love with Nintendo again after having a few years of kind of being a little bit like more more of a Sony boy, and mm-hmm. and. Um, Fates, it, it trod that line really carefully for me on, on relationships. And I think it went a little bit too far sometimes in, in the relationship side. And I don't find that overly interesting. I understand the mechanic of it, but I think Fates went a bit too far. And Fates was just gigantic. Mm-hmm. So I really struggled to kind of like play all three games and like invest all the time needed. But Echoes was, uh, it was again, like I think, I really enjoyed that because it kind of went back to basics.
4: I would say out of these um, like three releases, uh, well, first of all, uh, Awakening is my all-time favorite game. I fucking love that game. Um, but when it comes to actual like let's say gameplay and the level design, it's definitely behind uh, Fates. But mm-hmm. the problem with Fates is that I think uh, when it comes to levels. And stages, and I mean, there's brilliant stage gimmicks in in those games. Uh, But this story is such a fucking mess. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I actually played all three games back to back in one month, so that was really intense. But yeah, overall, the story is not very good. It was actually like, there were like some shockingly dumb moments, even for a Fire Emblem game. (laughs) Um, Echoes, I did enjoy except that i think this is like one of those cases i mean it's a remake of a of, an, of a famicom game and they stayed maybe a bit true to the original game as a lot of the stage gimmicks were more annoying than you know challenging um in a fun way because yeah it's pretty like fire emblem conquest out of the fates games that's really freaking difficult but it's difficult in a fun way, but like Echoes had many maps that just made me wanna give up. Mm. And also the level design overall is not that great. But presentation-wise it's excellent. Uh because yeah, it's the first Fire Emblem game that's like fully voiced. And I'm hoping um that three houses will be the same. Mm. It would
0: have to be at this point. I mean, yeah. if it's you know it's coming out for their flagship system, you can play it at home. It would have to be voiced. I can't imagine otherwise yeah, it has to be yeah. uh, any okay, so here's another thing. now, you know i i i play I play a lot of games and and so on and so forth, and I have a pretty good idea of what's popular. I knew fortnite <laughs> was popular. I had no idea it was that huge. Oh, yeah, because like at e three. It was easily the biggest game there. Easily. Like And so, and so yeah, I mean, now yeah. it's coming for consoles. Like have you any like do any of you guys play this game?
4: What's 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 the deal here? Okay, uh. so I have tried it. Like the moment it uh, it was um shadow dropped for the tweets, I mean I went and downloaded it. But like the game is actually such a huge phenomenon that it has been like um, if you think about Xbox One and PS4, um, like these first few months this year have been a, kind of slow. Of course, I mean, you had God of War, which was a massive game, mm-hmm. but it's actually been driving the sales of Xbox One and PS4 because all these kids are like, yeah, I want to play Fortnite. Like that's how big that game is and it's gonna be massive on the switch as well and it was downloaded i I believe that it was like it was like two something uh, million times yeah within the first first 24 24 hours hours. that's insane yeah yeah are you talking about
0: are you talking about the demo or is it out already for the switch the full game
4: yeah the full
1: the full thing because essentially they announced it and like two hours later is available for download it's free it's free to play yeah yeah um i I've known that Fortnite has been huge for a long time, especially I think my sort of meter uh for how popular games are are who plays it, and like my my like younger siblings play it and they don't play anything, so I know that game is popular uh I've coworkers who play fortnite um like people who normally don't really talk about video games talk about fortnite um I know they just started. I think the article was they they're they're in the works of starting a competitive Fortnite league, and Riot has has said that within the first year they're putting up at least a hundred million dollars in prize money um, for, for Fortnite tournaments. So this this game is is printing money.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, and now you can play it, now that it's come out on the Switch, you can play it on literally everything. It's on iOS, on Androids, on PS4, on Xbox One, on Switch. It's literally, you know, you can probably play it on, like, your Fallout 4 Pit Boy Special Edition. Like, it's on (laughs) literally anything with a screen has Fortnite on it.
4: But yeah, I think, like, when it comes to this kind of games, um, I think we kind of live in our own little, like, gaming bubble. Because all we play, like, I know, like, our tasting games, and I mean, we play a lot of older games, and we play all all sorts of, like, you know, RPGs and other niche titles, mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like there's a disconnect between, um, like, I, I don't play games like Fortnite or Minecraft, uh, like, all these, like, legit, like, huge games, yeah. so yeah. it's, sometimes it's a bit like, even I was, I was like, well, well, I mean, of course I knew of Fortnite, but, like, I didn't really know why it was such a big deal, and... Yeah. Did, I mean, what's even about?
1: Yeah, for, for me, it's more, I'm not a huge multiplayer guy, just in general. Um, I've seen people play it. It looks pretty fun. Um, my whole thing is I don't want to get sucked into something like this. Like something that has no no end is, is, is like the scariest thing for me. Because if I enjoy it, then I'm going to be playing it all the time. And I have way too much shit that I need to play besides this uh, that I can take that risk.
0: Yeah, that I definitely agree with. <laughs> so and that's... It's, it's one of the things that's keeping me from taking the plunge, too.
1: Yeah, that's 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 the only reason.
0: All right, well, moving on from Fortnite, then. Um, so, okay, so before we get to Smash, uh, did any of you guys see any of the trailers for Ninjala?
1: This was one that I, I missed completely. I did
4: not watch trailers for it. Yeah, this, How about this one uh, pass Jeff? Pass me by. Pass me by. Masa? Um, i totally missed the announcement but like when i saw it on our little list i went to check out the trailer and uh i don't know what to think about it um yeah the art style is not very appealing and to be honest i had no idea what was going on (laughs) (laughs) I, i don't really know what 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 kind of game that is like is it like an arena fighter it's a is it a splatoon clone like Uh, It it looks
0: like an arena fighter like I I was watching they had a playable demo at E3 and I was watching people play it because you know I couldn't play the games myself and I don't know it looked fun but frankly if you guys aren't aware of it let's just move on to Smash Brothers right? (laughs) Yeah everyone Um, is
4: here.
1: Except for have you have you guys seen all the all the Waluigi memes before we we get in (laughs) on the the deep dive?
4: Oh, I have it, no.
1: (laughs) Oh, these are the greatest thing ever. It's like, the best one I've seen so far is like, the big picture with like all the characters on it, it says everyone is here, and then underneath it is like, somebody's like Waluigi like doll, like thrown in like a muddy puddle or something (laughs) in the rain. (laughs) It's great.
4: I made an Instagram post about Smash, and even I, I got a few Waluigi comments. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's... uh, Poor Waluigi, he is in there. He's just an assist trophy. He's not a playable character. So technically, they're not lying.
0: Oh man, that's so funny. Because I like when we were playing Mario Far- Mario Party Four that night. Like, dude, Waluigi, he stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> He's just so useless.
1: Poor Waluigi. But I will say, um, I I've never been a huge smash guy since melee. Um, I played a lot of the original when I was a kid, and I played some Melee. After that, I sort of fell off of it. But I gotta admit that this trailer really has me wanting to to play this now. Um, and I know a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are upset because we're not getting as many new characters, and it's not a whole a brand new Smash Brothers game, but. I mean, to me, you know, some of these characters haven't been in Smash for 10 years plus, so these yeah. are new characters to this generation. Um, like, Ice Climbers hasn't been in since, like, the original Smash Brothers, I think. Maybe they were in Melee. Oh, in Melee. Yeah, yeah they've so in since Melee. Melee, which is, like, the
4: they were, They 2000s, weren't
1: good, though. They really weren't, like... They were really... I mean, but...
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but a lot of people actually, there. like... Yeah, like, True. I remember, like, when the Wii U game, or the 3DS Wii U game um, came out, um, a lot of people were where are the ice climbers? Like, so that's why I'm, I mean, and I actually have a friend um, who's always, like, maining ice climbers in melee, so I guess there's some fans. But, yeah, yeah, Ridley, like, that's one huge addition. Oh, yeah, let's talk about how Mario died. Let's talk about how Mario got murdered. Yeah, rest (laughs) in peace.
1: Straight up, just... (laughs) Yeah, no more Mario games. Just killed. Him and Mega Man, they both got stabbed
4: yeah that was insane it was
1: like what um but i you know i'm really excited about having all the characters back just because i think you know it's i think this is the epitome of what nintendo i think wanted for smash brothers i don't ever i don't think nintendo ever imagined smash brothers as being like a competitive fighting game i think they saw it as like a a really fun interesting party game where you could take your favorite characters from a whole bunch of different franchises and just have them beat the crap out of each other and this is the epitome of that they got literally i I think it's a completely
2: community-led thing like like melee still being competitive that's based on the community i think nintendo had no input in that whereas when you get your street fighters and those guys that's where like capcom are like pushing it; they really want it to be a community game, but Nintendo yeah. they just let it go out into the wild, and it became what it you know what it is today. And the fact yeah. that you can still and- connect a GameCube controller, and they're going to release the the you know the adapter, it just shows yeah. like how much they've, they they want to make sure that, that that community is kept in the loop. Yeah,
4: and it's- yeah, it's actually great that now a lot of like Smash Bros. Uh, Bros have been saying that. Uh, this was like the first time, like at E3, that Nintendo was like really embracing like the this mass community, and they, you know, pro, like, had their own tournament with all these like, you know, pro players. And and like they added back stuff like um, the wave dash, and the game is a bit faster than the Wii U game, it's close to melee. So I think like Sakurai, who has never really embraced the competitive side. Of the game, I think it's finally gonna happen with this one.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and and that's not even let's that's not even talking about you know the work that has to go in to creating you know a sixty six person roster, uh, not counting like all the variations on like squidling uh, inklings and uh me fighters because I think there's like eight each of of those um, with like unique. Uh, costumes and some unique animations um having to license all these other characters that are non-nintendo like snake cloud pac-man sonic like this is crazy like the fact that they're able they were able to pull this off and legitimately get you know every character in there in some form or another
4: yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, and what's insane also is that like having such a big roster when you think about like nowadays um a lot of these fighting games they actually like rely on dlc and you have you know like seasons and they're like okay so the base game has 10 characters yeah. season one five more <laughs> season two five more no. here you can unlock o- over 60 characters yeah And, I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be DLC characters down the line, but it's still insane having a roster that huge in a fighting game. Yeah,
1: The only thing that makes me nervous about this is that When people, when when games do stuff like this, it's like, this is like, you know, it sounds like a swan song sort of thing. I don't think necessarily for Smash Brothers, but I would not be surprised if Sakurai is like, this is my last, like, Smash Brothers game, I'm out. Yeah, I
4: mean, he actually already (laughs) said that. He was like, yeah, Yeah. this might be the last game.
1: Yeah, This, this looks like a game that he would make. He's just like, you know, I'm gonna take all this Nintendo money and I'm gonna fucking put every single character in here and I'm out.
2: Yeah, what well, I think like, I mean, I don't want to be too negative, but I do have two concerns about this game. One, it's the title. It does suggest like what's after this. It's yeah. it's it's really like we we know there's going to be a new console after the Switch. Nintendo are not going to just say right, we're done and dusted. So there mm. is going to be a new console and that pretty much every console gets a Mario Kart, gets a Smash Bros, gets a Mario game, you know, there's like staples. And yeah. I think Smash Bros. It's not it's not like a crazy best selling game for them, but it it's pretty consistent. But my other concern is that if you remember like when they released it on the Wii U, there was that I think that one Nintendo Direct where it was like it's a five player multiplayer, and then it's a six player, it's a seven, it's an eight, and you kind of go, oh my yeah. god, eight players <laughs> and online. But the online was really touch and go. It was really inconsistent. And they need if they, if they can get that online experience down on this on this version I think that this this would be a, this would be an incredible game but if, if it really doesn't do well online then for me it's just gonna become another like commuter game where I'll play it for 15 mm. minutes then put it away
3: yeah
0: yeah good point I I have to assume that they'll have the online down like I don't know how many years have they had now
1: they've had I mean they've had they've I you know, if Smash Brothers Wii U was nothing, it was at least a lesson in how to sort of get all these systems yeah. going. So I have to imagine that the online is going to be, you know, rock solid. But you have to, I mean, I'm trying to think what other, because when, when this comes out, it's going to be big. And there's going to be yeah. a lot of people online at once. And I'm just trying to think, do they have another game on the Switch that that has, like, the multiplayer traffic that this game is going to generate online. And I think... I mean, the only one I can think of is maybe Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Is probably the 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 one game that might have, like... Well, I guess they have Fortnite now. So, no, it'll be fine. Because they'll probably... They probably bought a warehouse full of servers just for Fortnite.
4: But, yeah, even with Mario Kart, because that's an older game, uh, by the Dimes Mass comes out, it, like, it's been a year and a half since... Yeah. Mario Kart was released, so I don't think there's a whole lot of people playing online anymore. Um, well, Splatoon is huge in Japan.
3: Yeah.
4: It's interesting, like, I saw some data and, like, the peak was, um, like, the game has sold over 2 million copies in Japan mm. and the peak was like, was it like 200,000 or 400,000 yeah. players playing at the same time? Mm. While in Europe and, um, in America, the peak has been like, I don't know, maybe 30,000, 40,000 yeah. people.
1: But I think that's fine. That tells me at least that they have the experience and they know how to handle significant uh, online traffic.
4: And also, I'm sure that what they will do, like they have now done with Splatoon, Arms, and Mario Tennis, that there's going to be like an online demo for them to like um, test the servers. Yeah,
1: to gauge interest and see how many people are going to get on.
4: Yeah. Were there
0: were there any Arms characters in Smash?
4: No.
1: No.
0: Yeah, that's because Arms is terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but yeah,
1: um, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about this. I I think it's going to be interesting, and I I'm looking forward to you know fighting Cloud against Ice Climbers and Daisy against Little Mac or something like that.
0: That's really what it comes down to for me too. Yeah. It's like. The game's good. Mechanically it's way better than it's way deeper than it might appear to be, as evidenced by the fact that we have this, you know, this competitive community. Mm -hmm. But really it's all about it's all about pitting solid snake against Sonic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many different permutations of like classic character against classic character. I, I like to me that's what it's all about.
1: It goes it all goes back to that original commercial with those guys dressed as Donkey Kong and Yoshi and Pikachu and Mario beating the crap out of each other in that field. That's what yep. we wanted back then, that's what we want now. Yep.
0: All right, well, like, I think we're... Are we done with Nintendo? Does anybody else have anything they want to add here?
4: Nope. Uh,
1: overall, impressed. I, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Especially because I don't think Nintendo puts as much effort into E3 as other uh, big part, uh, big first-party developers because they have these these Nintendo Directs all the time. They have them, yeah. you know, every few months. Uh but despite that, I think they had a they had a pretty good showing, um, you know, at least in the stuff that we talked about.
4: And I would say that Nintendo's approach is quite interesting compared to, like, um, the third parties and Sony and Microsoft because, yeah, they were... Well, okay, so, yeah, they had two, uh, two 2019 games, but mainly, yeah, I mean, they really did focus on games that are coming that out are coming this out. year. Yep. Yeah, yep. so it doesn't feel like it... Even, like, if um, games like Smash... Um, there games that had been announced previously, but it still feels fresh because we just, like, this was the first E3 for these games, and, you know, a year from now, we won't be seeing these games at E3 unless no. there's, you know, some Smash DLC character announcements. Yeah. But it felt like, and I guess we will move on to Sony next, but, for example, Sony and their list of games, I feel like I've seen these games for, you know, the yeah, last exactly. two or three e- E3s already. So yeah. a lot of these companies kind of... Like, I understand that they have to announce games to generate hype, but a lot of times I feel like games get announced, like, way too early.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, I mean, probably that's... T- mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, then.
2: sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's that's kind of, like, what I've got down in one of my big notes is just that, you know, I think I think Naughty Dog are quite bad for it. Like, like you know about, we you know, we've known about The Last of Us 2 for so many years now. It's like, this E3, I actually, I know we're going to talk about it, but I try to ignore it because it's just like, I'm tired of this. I Either give yeah. me the game or, you know, stop talking <laughs> about it now. But that's where Nintendo are really good. It's like I think they teased Metroid Prime last year, yeah. but they obviously have nothing to show. And if they got nothing to show, they're not going to put something out that is clearly not the finished or close to the finished product. So that's yeah. where it's like fair play to them, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah,
4: Reggie actually even mentioned that. He, he said that, okay, so Metroid Prime 4 isn't here because it's not fair to tease these games like yeah. e- like all the time mm-hmm. and he was like yeah we will show it like when it's ready to be shown Yeah,
1: and I mean yeah. they say a lot by not saying anything right the fact they didn't show Metroid Prime 4 lets you know you know it's coming it's either coming late 2019 or into 2020 so that's that's really all you need to know
0: and that's fine. I mean, there's look, there's more than enough content out there to to satiate the masses until Metroid Prime Four. I, I'm not personally. I'm not fussed. I, I heard some griping from people who were hoping to see it, and oh, it's going to take forever, and the lineup is pretty thin. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see that at all
2: personally. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see it towards the end of the Switch lifecycle. I really wouldn't be surprised, and but that doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll come eventually. They've announced it. It's just a matter of when. I'm good with that.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, speaking of the Last of Us Two, um, Jeff, I know you're tired and you don't want to talk about the Last of Us Two, but we kind of have to. <laughs> we kind of have to touch on it. I I saw the trailer, um, at E3, oh. and I think out of all the trailers that were playing on Sony's main screen, that one got the largest crowd reaction every time it came up, yeah. like. And, and I don't know, it, fuck, man, it looks amazing. Yeah.
1: What, what else can it I does, say, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like, that's what I was going to say. It, I mean, truly a showcase of, of the graphical power of the PS4, you know, at its best. Like, where can we really go from here? Um, you know, the, the, the little bit of gameplay that did show looked really cool. Um, it'll probably not look as cool when I'm playing it because yeah. I'm not that good. Um, it, but it does look suspiciously fluid, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I mean, that's that's what the trailers are yeah, for. Of like, um, and I, but but I really liked that they showed you know within that one sort of segment they showed probably most of what you're going to be doing mm-hmm. right sneaking, fighting, uh, crafting, killing, mm-hmm. and that's that's really all I needed to know is you know. Who am I going to be playing as? What's the sort of scenario? I like that they didn't give away a lot of story in the trailer. Because I, I hate that. I hate when... Oh, dude, drives when, me nuts. When when I already know half of the, the story before I even boot up the game. So I'm, I I like that it was just, you know, here's a cool fight scene. Um, you know, just to set up what's going to be happening. So I really liked it. I also found it really interesting that they didn't show... All the people that, that were in the, the trailer were, were humans. um mm. There wasn't uh any sort of i, I thought they were going to go back to the well of the you know sort of parasite uh supernatural sort of you know sci-fi sort of stuff um but i guess we'll find out when we actually play it
2: yeah it feels far more about like human survival now you know well in terms of like yeah. like the only the, the ones that it, well, the first game kind of alluded to it quite heavily but the real threat was always the humans yeah. Like, fellow humans, they were the ones that you really... Because they were, you know, smarter. But they were that felt like the guys who were left, like who were hunting you down, were far more dangerous than, like, a clicker.
3: Yeah.
4: But yeah, I gotta say, one thing... Yeah, it's like what Arnie mentioned is that... Yeah, the gameplay looks a bit too fluid. And I actually felt the same way about most of these, like, Sony um like <laughs> exclusives. I was watching Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. Chush- uh, and I was like... Yeah. I really couldn't tell, like, if those games were easy or are they gonna be difficult? Well, especially like the ghost, I was like, okay, so is this difficulty-wise, is this gonna be like um like the Soulsborne games or Ninja Gaiden? I was like, yeah, it looks amazing, but if it's gonna be like one of those super difficult games, then I might just skip it.
1: No, so it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know where I heard. That's, you know, essentially I'd heard that From Software was making a sort of more uh, Japanese inspired game. And I thought it was Ghost of Tsushima, but it's not. It's the Microsoft game that we'll talk about later, Sekiro. So this is Sucker Punch. This is, I think, infamous developer. Um, so it's I guess it's more of an open world uh, game set in a Japanese island of Tsushima during the Mongolian invasion um, at some point in history. Um, but yeah, so this is not, yeah. this is not like one of these super hard, uh, Souls type games.
4: Yeah. But yeah, the game looks amazing, but there was one thing that was really bothering me and it wasn't in Japanese.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Huh. yeah you know what? I hadn't even noticed that. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I, I think I would rather image. have it in Japanese with subtitles. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's yeah, a,
1: absolutely. that was a big, apparently that's a big, uh, complaint that people have. People want a, a, a Japanese audio option yeah um which is the and they should have it yeah like, have I like
0: i i've already forgotten were were the voices in that trailer were they just like straight up english like i'm talking now with just a hint of canada or <laughs> was it like you know the semi-racist japanese accent like white actor japanese accent yeah uh
1: i think it was i think there was you know maybe some tinge. i could see it I don't know who voices the characters, but I could, it didn't seem over the top, like super Japanese, uh, like Japanese caricature, but it, it was, you know, pretty much just regular English.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, at least they, at least they got that much, right? Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, obviously we can't, <laughs> we can't have the Japanese, we can't have actors doing Japanese accents and speaking English. That's just yeah. not gonna, that's not gonna fly. Um, yeah. The other the other thing I found weird about it, and I don't know, like, okay, overall, Ghost of Tsushima, like, that, that trailer looked really cool. I was yeah. not expecting it at all. I had no idea it was in development and mm. and so on. I don't know, was there something wrong with the faces, or was it just me? You can say it's just me.
2: No, they're not, not up to standard. Like, when you see, like, a Naughty Dog game, they're not qu- It It did feel, like, a little bit not as finished, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah I, they looked, I don't know, they looked like a little, I don't know, wooden to me, maybe. Mm. But I, I found it mildly distracting.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice anything, but I wouldn't I would I wouldn't doubt that, you know, this isn't as good as something like Detroit Become Human or, you know, Naughty Dog's Last of Us or something like that. But I think the game like is... Overall,
4: I would say that the visual style is really cool in yeah, game. Yeah, the
1: game is gorgeous. I, I really yeah. like yeah. the sort of Open the world apartment. nature of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like you, Paul, no idea what this was. Saw the trailer, I, you know, cautiously optimistic, as I like to say. Uh, yeah. I agree with Massa that you know the gameplay, there wasn't a lot, a ton of it to be had. Um, so I'd like to to wait and see a little bit more um, of that before I I sort of go into it.
0: So, another thing I learned at E3, I, I, it was a very educational trip. <laughs> another thing that I learned, dude, people love Resident Evil 2. Oh
1: so, my god, I can't wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody loves Resident Evil too. I It was surprising to me because I didn't realize that there was this much love for this particular Resident Evil.
0: Me neither.
2: Yeah, because like, this, uh, this is my favorite Resident Evil, and I've been... I, I've been waiting for this remake. This remake Mm. since they remade the first one on the GameCube. I'm like, okay, Resident Evil One done. Now where's Resident Evil Two? Give me the remake. Yeah, and Resident Evil
1: uh, Two specifically has really gotten the shaft in terms of uh, remakes. Even even on the PS4, they remade. What did they remake? Zero, One, Four, uh, Revelations. I think Revelations Two, maybe. Yeah. Um, so pretty much they went around this this and three I feel like get no sort of recognition a lot of the time from <laughs> from uh Capcom
2: yeah it is I mean it's it is quite strange but when you look at what they've done with two it's like mm. if, if people buy this then I can imagine they're gonna go straight on to three. Um yeah. yeah but I I mean for me uh, I don't mind that it looks it kind of looks like it plays like Resident Evil 4 so you've got the over the over the shoulder camera, um, but mm-hmm. just seeing like the police station, but just seeing slight tweaks on the original game, it gets me really excited because it's it's one of those things where like it's that comfortable game that okay I know in general where I need to go and when, but it's gonna it looks like it's gonna change things up slightly, so it's gonna it's gonna feel like a new game almost. And uh, yeah, it's something, I like graphically it looks incredible. Um, again, it, you got to be careful sometimes whether like these demos are really the finished product. But it's, Mm. it's, I mean, I've just spent the weekend playing Resident Evil 7. um, And like, graphically, that was really impressive. So I can't imagine it's going to look any worse than what we just saw. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is like like top of my list.
0: Damn, man. Yeah, Yeah. I just, I had like, again, I just had no idea. Although I did wonder after, uh, after watching the trailer, how people would react to the change in gameplay. You know, so that because it does look like it does look more like RE4, right? Yeah. So I don't know—is that a welcome change?
2: Well, I think Resident Evil Four is what the best-selling Resident Evil. Um, it seems to like be genuinely agreed that it hit that balance right between gameplay and and uh, aesthetics. So I think I think most people are going to like happily adopt that. But it is a change from the first person. I prefer personally the over-the-shoulder to first-person now. So for me, I think I've, I think people will take to it.
3: Cool.
0: Well, I mean, that was it was definitely a sort of a, a pleasant surprise for me anyway. Like, I mean, I enjoyed Resident Evil 2. I don't have the same kind of passion for it that uh, many of the other fans do, but it was a welcome addition, and it was it was huge at the show. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, we'll we'll probably like do a quick SquareSoft thing after, but I put Kingdom Hearts three. On my in my Sony section on our list here, it does okay? Do any of you care about Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts for me like is not quite Pokemon level where I don't I don't acknowledge that it exists, but I I never really got into Kingdom Hearts. I tried the first one. I played it for you know three four hours and I was like, all right, I'm good.
1: I I played through the first one at the insistence of a friend of mine who loves Kingdom Hearts. Um, it was all right. Uh I, I still need to play through the second one. My thing with Kingdom Hearts is I you know, sort of like Jeff with Last of Us Two, I, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, until the game comes out, I don't care. I don't because they've been they've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it for years, doing I mean honestly I, I, I really do feel kind of bad for some Kingdom Hearts fans because it just seems like Square Enix is just gouging as much money as they can from them. They've put out so many re releases, remakes, remixes. It's insane. Um, By the way,
0: with the worst titles ever, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this fucking 2.8 2. remix? <laughs> like, are you kidding remix, me? Remix, yeah. final mix, <laughs> ultimate. Like, zero fucks given about luring new people in. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, because, exactly. I mean, I see a title like that, and as someone who hasn't played these games, yeah. I'm like, Where do you
4: start? no way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'd be wanting to get into the franchise. Um, I also like played um the first game back in the day on, on the PS2, yeah, but then yeah, it's so confusing. And I know that there's lots of um spin offs, except that um, according to fans, they aren't even like spin offs, so to say, because they actually continue the story, yeah, from are, I don't know, one and required two, reading. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, you have to play them, <laughs> like, you can't just go from. Uh, two to three you have to play all these, like 3ds and mobile games and whatever like they have like so many games and of course you yeah, have that naming thing on these collections yeah i don't know um, yeah. but that being said i am looking forward to like uh, the third game it looks great I'm, I don't know, some of the worlds, like, I'm not super excited about, like, Frozen being included. (laughs) I mean, Toy Story is cool, yeah, sure, but, like, fucking Frozen. Um, Yeah, Frozen, (laughs) they got
1: Tangled, they got Toy Story now in there, so... See, I thought Frozen would be, like, a
0: huge addition to it.
1: I think it is, I think... I don't know if, if Kingdom Hearts fans are excited, but, I mean, for Disney fans, I mean, Frozen was huge, um... I don't know. I I tend to agree with masa. I don't think it, it, it fits as well as some others. Um, but you know, you got, you got the license, use it. Right. You know, what's the harm in in putting some more stuff in there? Um, as long as it's not terrible, obviously, but you know, it's just, I I've had it. I've, I've until it comes out. I, I don't care. Um, I think the the only thing the only good thing now that Matz has mentioned it to come out of the two point eight final remix versions of all these is that they brought the the mo- the portable games onto console yeah. um, so there is now an easier way to sort of play through all the games without having to you know.
4: But yeah, apparently these... uh, when it comes to at least like some of those mobile games and portable games, they actually only included like the cutscenes from those. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. Some of them are just movies, uh, so you can watch, and I and even just the cutscenes. I think it's still like it's not like a like a feature length motion picture. It's like four or five hours of of cutscenes and stuff. Like it's oh, a lot. Man. Yeah, because it's like every. It's not like. It's every single like essential piece of dialogue, I think, from my understanding in the game. So it's like stuff you have to click through, and it's not like you sit back and just watch it.
4: Well, you know, these times sound a lot worse. Yeah, but yeah, these times sound a lot worse than like Yakuza, and I mean, (laughs) I of of course I had to name drop Yakuza at least once for every episode, (laughs) but it's like. I feel like yeah i want to play kingdom hearts 3 but i've only played one and now it's like i have to watch like five hour long movies play a million other games and it's i don't know so overwhelming because at least with yakuza a lot of these games are like self-contained they're like basically like standalone releases or like like story-wise they're standalone so it you can start with like six or you can start with kivami but yeah i feel like with kingdom hearts i'm like I was excited about that game before we started talking about it, but now I'm a bit like, uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I'm not ready to commit to this.
0: No, I think for me, this one is, a, at least for me, it's, it's a happy skip. Uh, you know, yeah. there's, like like I said earlier, there's too many games out there, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm glad to see one that that looks great, that makes people happy, yeah. and that I won't lose any sleep over not playing.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Thank Good for all these Kingdom Hearts fans who, yeah, have, finally. who have stuck around this long. They finally got it. Because this has been. This must have been torture for somebody who, who's been like wanting this for so long. Yeah. Speaking of torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm,
2: I'm not going too far. Don't worry. But the one thing that Square Enix really disappointed me with this time was no Final Fantasy VII. That, oh. that hurt me as a really big fan.
4: Yeah. Hey, you know, um now that Kingdom Hearts three is coming out, like I am sure that Final Fantasy uh, seven remake will be the new Kingdom Hearts exactly. or the new Final no. Fantasy fifteen. Dude, 100%. Like see you in like ten years. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's in well, it's, that's what... it's in development hell, isn't it, I think. Yeah. Well no, they had a they had an article where the I think oh. the I, I think it's the director of Kingdom Hearts three is also the director of the Final Fantasy Seven remake. Right. So he's like uh, it's in development. We haven't forgotten about it. Once Kingdom Hearts three comes out, we're gonna put more, you know, focus on uh, the Final Fantasy seven remake. And I think it's, I think it's, it's a little bit of what we talked about with, with you know, teasing these games so early is that you get the initial hype, but if you take this long, by the time it comes out, people are burnt out. You know, yeah. like. I've seen so many people be like, I was really excited about it, and now I've I've waited this long being excited about it, not hearing anything, so I just I don't care anymore.
2: But I mean, I mean, you know, I'm I'm really big into my my anime, and I remember
3: yeah.
2: like in Japan, maybe it's more of a cultural thing, but they the amount of times that they've teased a live action Evangelion movie and it never came to <laughs> fruition, they just kept teasing it for like a, probably a good ten years and. It just seems to be something that, like, they love to kind of show you. Look at all this great mm. work and projects we've got going on, but in the background, there's probably people in the in the you know in the teams in the office going, "Wait a minute, but we haven't even started on this."
3: What are you, <laughs> oh, it's a bit like a we you know when you're when you're at now. your
2: normal job when your manager yeah. starts promising things and you think, "Wait a minute, no, we haven't got the resources for this yet. What are you doing?" But too late, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag I
4: mean. and. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they got to have some material for those investor meetings when people are <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, what are you working on? Well, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, this and this, and then, you know, <laughs> you never heard from them. Yeah, exactly.
0: And on the bright side, uh, a live-action Evangelion movie probably would have been terrible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, just
2: like so. the live Fist of the North Star movie, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, oh,
4: speaking of wits. I know, right? Also <laughs> yes. Announced. yes. Yes, oh, the yeah. Western version. Oh, yeah, oh the Feast God. of North Star is coming to Europe and the US in um, October.
1: Yeah, legitimately That's... excited about that one. Uh, I
0: couldn't believe I saw it. Like ridiculous. when I when I saw it come up on the screen over in the uh, in the Sony Pavilion, I like I was I, I was shocked. Yeah, I'm I was I was you, like really taken aback.
1: Yakuza but, has opened the floodgates for any of that stuff coming over. They're just like. Put it all in. We don't even have to have to translate anything. Just throw it out there.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's great. I but love yeah, it. what
4: was really shocking about um, Feast of No Stories that they actually, uh, of course, yeah, there's dual audio, but like, yeah, I mean, it's dubbed in in English. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you oh, have Japanese it? audio too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's okay. insane. Like when I was watching the trailer, I was like, wait, is that English? Like, what the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> uh, good on them. But I do actually want to talk about this next thing. That you got on your list, Paul.
4: Yeah,
0: jump in.
1: It, basically, my my thoughts on Death Stranding are yeah. Masa's thoughts on Ninjala. I don't know what it is. I'm very confused. Um, and so, I don't know if I'm excited for it. You know what it, it
4: is. I, it's no, the most I, epic, epic-looking walking simulator. I was going <laughs> to say,
3: honestly,
1: based on this trailer... My idea of Death Stranding is, like, being Norman Reedus carrying shit around yeah. places. Like, that's yeah. all I know about. And eventually having, like, a gun for, like, a second. But it's it's one of those things where the more you see, the more confused you get. It's... But yes. See, but I don't think that's a good move on their part, because I think there's only so long that you can ride sort of that hype train of, like, oh, shit, it's, like, weird Kojima stuff. Oh, my God, it's a fetus inside of Norman Reedus.
4: What the fuck? Until I'm just like,
1: I need to know what the fuck this game is. Like, I'm not going to buy it if I don't know (laughs) what it is. Yeah, but they they got to be so careful. they got to be so careful.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And at this point, there's nothing separating... There's really nothing separating these games graphically, right? Like, we've reached the point now where every realistic or every game that aims for realism looks like every other game that aims for realism, with some minor differences in quality here or there. So, like, when I see Death Stranding, it doesn't look a hell of a lot different from The Last of Us. It doesn't look a hell of a lot different from Resident Evil 2. Like, the tone is obviously different for all these games, but graphically, there's there's nothing really separating it. Yeah, and I so, think that's where,
2: like, Kojima games in the past, you knew, like, Metal I remember the demo for Metal Gear Solid 2, it was like, oh, holy God. shit, this unreal. is unreal, whereas now, yeah, you're right, it's like, okay, great, it's Kojima, so the story's gonna be messed up, and yeah. you're just gonna be confused half the time, and you're gonna need to go yeah. to a wiki on the internet to understand what the hell's going on, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. But I, but but yeah, at least, at like least I we, actually watched. Oh, sorry, Masa, Yeah, ahead. sorry. No, no, it's fine. Go I ahead.
4: actually watched all these like big Sony um trailers back to back right before we started recording, and I was like, "Hey, The Last of Us, that looks really amazing." <laughs> then I was like, "The Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, that looks really amazing." And then I made it to like Death Stranding and Spider pa- Spider Man, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, this looks really amazing again, but." Then I was like, yeah, I mean, basically, like all these games, like they are on the same level graphically, yeah. and they just comes down to like art style.
0: Yeah, and in that regard, Death Stranding, uh, like I don't know, I wasn't that impressed.
1: Not my favorite. Um, yeah, no. but it, like, I think part of it is I think at least with with Metal Gear, like I think Kojima could afford to do stuff like this because there have been other Metal Gear Solid games. Like, we've played them before, we know that we like them, like, just give me the thing. But with this, it's like, I've never played this before. I have no idea what this is going to play like. I have no idea what's going on. So at some point, you need to, to show me something that that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And also, like, did they, did they give any kind of release date for it, or was no, it just no. a bunch of nothing?
4: No. But the it's... one thing I'm worried about, like, I actually thought about it with my friend who was a huge Kojima fan mm. and we were like yeah i mean when Kojima was still at konami like i'm sure that you know the konami people were kind of like holding him back in a good way absolutely but yeah. now that he's he can do whatever he wants <laughs> maybe he's gonna you know go a bit too crazy with death stranding
0: it's possible like i mean i have faith i haven't been let down by him over the years he's look i mean he's a genius right there's I don't think there's really any debate there um but yeah like it definitely it definitely helps to have someone you know reigning in yeah, the genius exactly. and exactly. uh and making things a little bit more appealing to the masses um I guess what can I say I guess we'll see like I mean it's got his name on it so <laughs> like it's, I'm super it's... interested yeah but other than his name being on it exactly. it just looks like every other game
2: it's, it's a really tricky one because when him and Konami split, most of people were on, on his side, right? It's like Konami's name was already kind of dropping and they were only focusing on iOS mm-hmm. games or pachinko machines in Japan. It's like, what's going on at the Konami? Still nobody really knows what's going on over there. But yeah. it's like now I think it's a case of he's been allowed ultimate freedom and sometimes when you let creative people not be checked... You just end up with these vanity projects, and it's like that's yeah. my fear yes. of where this has gone. But until we play it, until we, until it's like until you're playing it, you know, uh, on your PS4, yeah. you, you we we don't know. And its thing is, is like nobody's. I don't think he's been held to account by anybody. So yeah. it's like you you you'd still need somebody to kind of need to be held account for you know for
1: these things. So we'll see we'll see. Yeah, you can ask KG Nafune. Uh, about vanity projects and how mighty number no. nine worked out
2: yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> so i'm not oh. saying this is going to be that <laughs> but and i hope it's not because I, d- I do like hideo kojima um but i need something give me yeah. give me something
0: yeah i i agree especially because it's been i don't know i've heard about this game for long enough now yeah but anyhow uh spider-man had a playable demo at e3 um as with every other playable demo, I tried to line up, but the line was closed. Yeah. So, I didn't actually get to try it. I did, however, get some great viewpoints over the shoulder of other people happily playing. <laughs> um, what can I say? Like, what do you what do you guys think of this? I'll give you my thoughts after.
1: It's it's basically Arkham Asylum with a character who's a lot more acrobatic and mobile. I I think it's going to be good. It's probably not a day one buy uh, for me, but I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up eventually. It, I mean, for, based on what I saw gameplay wise, it looked pretty cool up until um, did you guys see the, the trailer where they do the uh, the the shocker fight?
0: I did not see that.
1: OK, so that that sh- that boss fight looked terrible. It was literally the guy just swinging around in a circle waiting for him to shoot three times and then activate a shield and then you smash him with a rock and you hit him and he must have done it like three, four times. And then it's a second phase where you sort of do the same thing There's a third phase where you just drop a thing on him and it's done. That did not Mm -hmm. look very entertaining. Um, Even in that was the one trailer that I was like, this is definitely like straight up gameplay. Because this does not look very fluid or, like, interesting. <laughs> um, but all the fights, like, the web swinging around the city, like, looks super cool. The fighting, like, thugs in, like, alleyways and using your different web powers looked really, really cool. Shades of uh, the Spider-Man game that everybody always talks about, Spider-Man 2 um, on PS2, I think. Um, that's the one that everybody always goes to as, like, this is the best Spider-Man game because it had the best web swinging uh Mechanic, and I think this one does a really good job of that. So it's probably going to be really fun.
0: I actually didn't see the web swinging at all while oh, I was really? there. The um the playable demo that they had was just like a level where you're just beating dudes up. Okay. <laughs> so it actually it actually made me less excited for the game because like yeah, that's not when I think Spider Man, what's that Jeff?
2: Oh, sorry. That's a, I was saying that's not what you want to see when you want to see Spider Man game.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to see, I want to, because when I think Spider-Man, look, I can, I can play any number of games where I beat up dudes, right? That's, that's fine. But what Spider-Man brings to the table is the potential to swing from web to web in a city, you know, between buildings and have that kind of feeling of freedom almost, right? Where you're almost flying, but not quite. It's very uniquely Spider-Man. I yeah. didn't see that at all. I didn't and I didn't watch the trailer because I saw the gameplay demos and I'm yeah. like the gameplay demos actually turned me off. Cuz yeah. you no, know, for real though, right? Yeah. Cuz like I see I see people, you know, I see people controlling Spider-Man and using him to to beat up thugs and you know, it looks pretty stylish, but it's nothing it's nothing that A I haven't seen before and B that I actually wanted to see from that game. So like when you for you guys who saw the trailer was was there very much of that really cool kind of web swinging between buildings that we hope for
4: uh yeah there there was actually quite a bit of that and i think the 8 minute gameplay trailer um it was like mainly just that um i would say the game looks good but i don't think it's a day 1 purchase um i'm actually a big fan of marvel movies And I've been a bit bummed out that we haven't really gotten, like, any decent Marvel games through the past, I don't know, decade. Yeah, Uh, they're kind of like the opposite of DC, right? DC makes the good games, Marvel makes the good movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, mean, the game does look nice, and I will probably pick it up at some point when it's like 15 euros. Um, But yeah i don't know i'm i'm still sort of excited about it, but yeah i'm cautiously optimistic like arnie would say <laughs> yeah uh,
0: not a not a day one purchase for me um i guess we'll see what happens like you know, i mean look at this point it certainly looks good if the web swinging is a nice mechanic it'll probably be reviewed really well yeah. personally i'm not a big enough Spider Man geek to be like really excited and get it on the first day.
3: Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like guys. Look out, here comes a Spider Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a the
1: Spider Man. Microsoft
0: time. Yeah, no kidding. This will probably Um, be
1: the shortest segment of this entire episode.
0: Oh man. You know, (laughs) like god damn it Microsoft. Like we just all I want from Microsoft is exclusives. Yep. And and like no just no dumb decisions. And I'll tell you man, when I was at E three, Microsoft was in a completely different building. Other like the yeah, the convention center, there was like a South Hall and a West Hall. And, uh, and that's where virtually everybody was, right? In one mm. of those halls, whether it was Nintendo, Bethesda, whatever. For To go see Microsoft's, um, you know, contribution, you had to, like, walk a couple of blocks and then line up to get into a different building. Literally line up. Oh, wow. I mean, the last thing <laughs> I wanted to do that day was fucking line up and that's what I ended up doing in order to get into Microsoft's building so you know right off the bat I'm like you guys you guys and uh, when I got in there I mean it was it it was kind of the same thing really that I saw everywhere else I didn't see any um, I didn't see a playable demo of Halo Infinite I saw a lot of Sea of Thieves Um, they had playable demos of Soul Calibur 6 with frankly shorter lineups which was great um but yeah like at this point is anybody excited for halo nope
1: this trailer didn't didn't (laughs) do anything for me it's i mean i can assume much like i was talking about before i've played a halo game before i can assume what the gameplay is going to be like it's just going to look better um but i don't it's yeah (laughs) i don't even have like i can't form like adjectives for this it it, I'm sure people who like Halo are gonna are gonna dig it. I'm sure it's gonna be a competent, you know, well-made shooter. But it, it, you know, it doesn't do it for me. I don't. I don't have any interest, honestly.
0: So here's a question for you. Yeah. So Halo Three gets released, you know, ten years ago or what have you. Yes. Gigantic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's say that there's a universe where no other Halo game gets released until now. And Halo Infinite is known as Halo Four. Oof. How excited are we on a scale of one to ten?
1: Oh, I mean, it, a lot. It's like more it's than ten, right? Before. Yeah, it's, absolutely, I, absolutely. Um, like,
0: come on, guys. Yeah, you don't have to release like just give us something new. You don't have to release the same thing over and over. I, I understand that by releasing Halo sequels on a semi regular basis, you might be making more money, yeah. but that IP is, I'm not going to say it's worthless, but man, if they had just waited a little bit longer, that IP would be so valuable right now yeah, if they, they burned, had that like, long-awaited sequel.
1: Yeah, they burned a lot of goodwill on a lot of these. Um, honestly, the one that seemed, uh, it's funny that you say that, and this will be quick, but of all the like side Halo releases and all that, the only one that ever like really even registered on my radar was... Halo Wars because it was like the console RTS version of Halo. And I was like, oh, this is like something new. You know, it's not the same sort of sort of thing over and over again. Um, yeah, But everything else has just been like over my head for years now.
4: Yeah. And- but isn't that like Microsoft big like one of the, one of the biggest issues like when it comes to the first party uh party franchise like yeah you have halo you have fortune you have um gears of war mm. and i would say compared to like sony and nintendo like they have the worst like first party um titles in a way that and with a lot of these, like i'm not saying that these are bad games but mm. they are the kind of games that never really surprise like i mean I know what the next Halo game will be like. I know what Gears Five will be like. Yeah. But with a lot of these other games, okay, so maybe Sony with the Naughty Dog games, they're all fairly similar. Mm. Um, but a lot of times, like you don't really know what they are, you know, coming up with.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you're um, not getting you're not getting a new Last of Us every year. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's kind exactly. of the bottom line. Is like. Naughty Dog has these different IPs that they work on, and they release them, you know, on on a welcome basis. It's not that we're getting oversaturated. Um, like, I saw at the show, I saw huge, you know, sections devoted to Call of Duty Black Ops. I think it was Black Ops 3. No, Black man, Ops 4. Man, oh man, my interest just could not be lower.
2: Yeah, but those are the well, games that make make the money, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's your you got to play to your fans, right? And that's the that's going to be a large chunk of Xbox users are going to pick this up. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of like actually, like I think that a lot of Microsoft fans are really happy, and I mean, they oh, yeah. did have an impressive lineup of games. But the problem is that these exclusives outside of Battletoads, which I'm really excited about, but I know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, 4K, you know, hand-drawn animated mm. graphics. I mean, that's going to be amazing. But, I mean, I'm sure that Microsoft fans are really happy. But then, like, one interesting comment that I saw online was that, yeah, that was great. Like, the lineup of lineup of games was great, but it was basically my PS4 shopping list.
3: Yes. Yeah, I, I saw that. Because, yeah, they had <laughs> lots of
4: third parties, but I think most people are going to pick them up on the PS4. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's unfortunately been the situation over at Microsoft for the past couple of years now is like, I see all the games released on the Xbox One. And I mean, maybe because of the Xbox One X, they might have a leg up, at least in some way, in that all the games will look better.
3: Hmm. But
0: it's it's not quite, it's not enough for me to care personally. I mean, you also you have to have all the AV equipment in order to make use of it, right? Which not yeah. everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, to to say one positive thing, though, about the hardware, I don't know if you guys saw that they have this, um, I think they're calling it fast play. Uh, basically, it's kind of like a, an upgrade um, to various games where it just loads faster. It loads like twice Uh-oh. as fast as it usually does. And boy, oh boy, like I was unreasonably excited for that. Like, God. anything that gets my goddamn <laughs> games to load faster... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, it, I didn't realize just how much I hated how long it takes for games to load now. That when Microsoft says games are going to load twice as fast, I'm like, hell yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Like, that that might be the most shocking thing about the Nintendo Switch. Like, it was one of the first things I noticed when I first got it was that I pick up a controller... I press a button, and I'm playing immediately. Immediately. You know, no logos, no load times. Like, I'm just, I'm there, I'm playing Zelda, and it takes, like, zero seconds.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that was a large part of my frustration with Xbox for a long time, especially in the 360 era, where they really, they had, a, at the beginning of it, they had a really nice, simple interface, and I felt like you could get into your game quite quickly. But then mm. Microsoft just kept Developing it, changing it, and you'd end up booting it up, kind of going right now. Where do I go to play my game? <laughs> where what am yeah. I doing here? And then in the end, the PS3 ended up being really simple. Just go to the disc icon and you go. Yeah, um, yeah but I, Paul, back to your point around the franchises. I think Microsoft. This is that fine balance between keeping your IP relevant and keeping it in people's fresh in people's minds and oversaturating it, and it's like. You get to that point where they yeah, say for four years in a row, you know about The Last of Us too, and you're like, Okay, I'm sick of it. But mm. at the same time, if you're getting a Last of Us every single year and they're just getting more and more irrelevant and more and more, you know, derivative and just the same thing over and over again, that's also equally bad. So finding that balance and I think that's where Microsoft like endless forces and things like this. I think as a gamer, like where I will buy any machine as long as it gives me a great experience, I'm not loyal to any... any. I'm not loyal to companies. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But Microsoft have just... As I say, like the fans now seem to be really happy. A lot of the guys that I'm seeing on social media are like... They, they seem really excited to finally have a reason to have an Xbox. But I felt yeah. like that with the PS4 for the past three years. You know? So I've always been more than happy to have my PS4. And I felt like mm-hmm. every year, I'm getting something that justifies owning one. So like yeah. great for them but as someone who doesn't have an Xbox I just saw the same old same old and it's yeah it's like getting me into Gears getting me into Halo it's like you had me 10 years ago that's when you had me <laughs> Halo 3 like you guys yeah. are saying Halo 3 was an incredible experience I'll never forget mm-hmm. some of the ending moments of that game and Gears yeah. of War was Gears of War was the reason I bought an Xbox 360 So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, but they just haven't moved on. I I really, really think that they're struggling to find their, what they're doing. I think this generation, they're kind of knocking on the head. And I think next generation, I think they need to get their act together.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I suspect that in the next generation of consoles, they'll probably have a better idea of where they went wrong here. And one, so one thing that interested me there as well, when I was looking at their, at their presentation, um, they're and i don't know okay so i watched like truncated versions of all the of all the press Mm. um you know the ones that are on youtube and they're edited for time because i don't have time (laughs) so (laughs) one thing i noticed that microsoft was doing that the others perhaps were or were not was that they were promoting the various teams making the games so they're talking about the different studios that they have acquired For example, and I've got on the list here Ninja Theory, the team that made Hellblade, right? Mm -hmm. To me, that's like that's a very, very big deal.
3: Yeah.
0: Because like, and would that not be kind of the way to to you know go forward with promoting your games? Like, promote the team, have the team work on original IP, and then when you make your sequels, you know, you make them every three or four years instead of every year but you still have a lot more IP that you can draw on. Like I would much rather hear about a game being made by this team than a sequel to this game. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I thought, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, yeah, you know, this team, this is what they've worked on. They're going to work on something for us. Okay. And we also acquired this team and they're going to work on something for us. That actually, that actually gets me interested.
1: Yeah. So I mean I to, to that point, and this is pretty much the only thing I, I, I will say about Battletoads, thank God that Rare has been pulled out of whatever Kinect hellhole <laughs> that Microsoft <laughs> had been keeping them in for years to finally make like a game. You know what I mean? Like
4: By no the more... way, Battletoads is not developed by Rare. Is not? No. Well,
1: at the very least, they use the logo, so that that that'll count in my book. <laughs> they put it, they put it right there in the corner. So I was like, finally, the Rareware logo on something that's not, you know, Connect Adventures seventy three or whatever it is. Uh,
4: but <laughs> but who's yeah, I gotta say, it? yeah, like one thing about like Xbox is that even though like the um, the event was like very impressive, the lineup of games, um, but they also teased or mentioned that yeah, the next. Xbox console is in Like, they are working on it. Yeah. So I'm a bit, like, have they... Because the biggest issue here has been, like, the... Kind of, like, the exclusive drought that they have had. Like, there's not been enough exclusives. And it was kind of, like, what happened to Nintendo with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled the block, like, really early on the Wii U. And then they moved a lot of these games to Switch. And then, you know, the mm-hmm. Switch had an amazing first year. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm a bit, like... So... Like, Xbox One, it has, like, I don't know, I think it's maybe at, like, 40 million consoles sold, while the PS4 is at, you know, 80 million. Yeah. Like, it has lost, so I'm a bit like, why are they even bothering, you know, hey, with Halo and Gears of War? Like, shouldn't they just save those for the next console and have them as, like, launch titles or year one titles? Because Xbox One, like, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere at this point.
0: But you're burned either way, yeah. right?
4: Yeah. Like if you, you gotta don't put something out,
0: you got to put something out, or you're gonna alienate your existing user base, and then they're not gonna buy your new console. Yeah. So, it, it, like, I I see what you're saying. I think that you know, yeah, they want to be focusing on the next gen, and it would probably be a good idea for them to be, you know, saving that heavy hitting IP for the next gen, but. You know, you, you, can't, you can't alienate your user base that exists right now.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think I w- if you go through a whole period of pushing the Xbox One X and the graphical improvements and getting people to repurchase a console to then not give them the games for it, I think they
1: would lose a lot of face.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's the Sega 32X, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I will say one positive thing about Microsoft, and I don't know if you guys have, have heard about this, but apparently... This is this ties back to the whole Fortnite thing. Apparently, when uh, Nintendo released Fortnite on the Switch, uh, they Microsoft is doing crossplay with uh, the Nintendo Switch as well as the PC, obviously. Where Sony is is not allowing crossplay on their on their yeah. machine. So good on Microsoft and, or at
4: least. And to make things even worse, it's it's that not only you like that you can't play with like the PS4 owners, but like if you have used your Epic account. Um, on the PS4, then it's going to get blocked on the Switch. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. uh, So good on Microsoft for at least, you know, putting forward the foot that I think everybody wants at this point is just cross-platform play. There's no reason to not not do that.
0: I will say one thing about cross-platform play, though. Especially for an FPS, I don't want to play against PC gamers on a console.
1: That is true. Yeah, no. yeah hell true. no. I could see that. Um, but I think you know. For me, it's just more of uh, just it's it's just the option. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me I can't do something when I <laughs> when, when I paid for your machine and I own this shit. Like, I I went out of my way to like do all this. Like, just give me the option. If I want it, I'll do it. If I don't, then I won't. Um, oh,
0: I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's 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 kind of a slippery slope in a way because like if unless there's a way that you have the option of being segregated with other console users, like if you want to play against PC people, you know, just because you want the option, that's, that's a careful what you wish for thing. Cause like personally, I cannot see Fortnite being or any FPS being fun when I'm using a controller against people with a mouse and keyboard. Like I would actually rather just not have that option at all.
1: Yeah, I I don't know, at least for me, it's always been something to where, especially for something like Fortnite, like I understand that, you know, some people are are really into it, want to be competitive and stuff like that. But say I'm Joey, you know, what's his name? I'm 11 years old. My other friends have Fortnite, they play it on their PC, their, you know, Xbox, their Switch. I have a PS4, I want to play with my friends. Why can't I play with my friends?
0: Yeah, good point. I, I forgot about Little Joy Fortnite.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, we have to. We have to think about him. Think about the children, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we don't
0: think of the children, who will? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on on Microsoft?
0: Uh, Sekiro looked really good. Sekiro amazing. looked
1: amazing, but I I'm not a Souls guy. I mm, I don't want to. I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I mean, I'm not either.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: but only only because I just haven't played it. Like
3: Yeah.
0: I'm one of the few people who hasn't even really tried it other than like a little flirtation with Dark Souls 3. Yeah. I can see myself liking that kind of game, and I think a game like Sekiro, even if it doesn't sell well, it's still good for their rep, right? Yeah. Like the fact that you have From Software working on this game, like that's You know that's pretty strong.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think
3: uh, I think you
2: guys need to when when you finish here, go straight down to your local shop and pick up Dark Souls Remastered. I think I think you need to play it.
3: Yeah, I
0: think you might be right. Like I have. Here's the thing. Like I have. Do I have Dark Souls or Demon Souls? Yeah, I've got I've got Dark Souls on the PS3, Ah. and I have a hard time. I have a really hard time double dipping. Mm. Um, but with that said. You know the PS3 one. I got it for like ten bucks. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, and so I don't think it'll. I don't think I can really feel too bad about picking up the remastered one on the Switch, given given the advantages that the Switch offers for that game.
4: Yeah, I actually have the Switch version uh, pre-ordered, but yeah, I mean it got delayed. So yeah. yeah, and they haven't announced like when it's actually coming out. So I'm willing to give it a chance, but like I'm not sure if it's my kind of game.
0: Well, Jeff, you think it's definitely like worthwhile, eh?
2: Oh, this this looks incredible, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I love Dark Souls. That That's right up my alley. I mean, I don't profess to be great at them, but I always at least complete them once. I never make it through a new game plus because it gets really tough. But yeah. I love, I you know, I, I do love games that push, that I don't want to sound condescending in any way, but I love games that push me as a gamer. Like, it forces yeah. me to get good at it. It's like, you know, I, I just played through Persona 5, and and uh, it was it was fun but it wasn't really really difficult it didn't really test me once i learned the mechanics yeah. i was down whereas dark souls it pushes you and it makes you good and it's like that's what that's what i love about from software games and so that's why for this one it's it's something that i don't even need to see that much gameplay if i know they're developing the game i'm 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 already interested you know it's yeah. it's a no-brainer but uh yeah, I think it's great that they that they are trying, an, you know, a new franchise. I um, was a bit, I was hoping for a Bloodborne 2, because Bloodborne is an, is that's an incredible game as well. But this looks like a really good blend, like of the two games. So you got the you got the quick movement of uh, Bloodborne, but then you've got like like the heavy combat skills that you need that you when you play Dark Souls. So that yeah. combination of that, and then you add in that grappling hook, which kind of really varies up like the vertical aspect, which you never really get in the Dark Souls game. It, mm-hmm. it, the setting—I mean, I'm all over Japanese lore and uh, like <laughs> history. It's—it just seems to be like uh, too good to be true, almost. If you, if you love a Dark Souls game, yeah. Well,
0: I'm I'm pretty interested to see how how the development goes and how the reception it goes like it's it's one of the more interesting games that i saw at the show yeah um one okay so i i know that we're not all like big racing fans jeff actually i'm not sure racing games yes no
2: no not 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 in the last generation
0: yeah i mean from what they showed of force of horizon 4 like it looked i mean obviously it looks really good racing games graphically always look incredible and Forza Horizon 4, I don't know if you guys paid much attention to it. It's almost like an open world game, but racing. Yeah. So you can like drive around and challenge people and so on and so forth. Is that is that what we want from our racing games or do we just kind of want to race?
1: I thought that was the wasn't that the Need for Speed approach that we were talking about was not It was, yeah. Not great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think was
2: it Burnout Paradise? That was the was an open world and that and that did really well. Yeah. But Burnout is a very different game than Forza. so. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I tend to lean towards towards you, Paul. I If, if, if I'm going to play a racing game, just let me race. I don't need to... I love open world stuff. I do not need it in a game like this. Um, I'd much rather just be like, race, race, race. Move me along to the next thing.
0: Yeah. Speaking of racing, and E3, I gotta say, E3 got me super hyped for potentially. And look, it's never gonna happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> my my house does not have the room for it. But maybe it could. Is like an actual racing rig,
1: like a like a like a sit down like bucket seat driving wheel yeah. combo steering wheel. Yeah, combo. yeah.
0: Like the the Thrustmaster booth had one. Oh really? You know, there were a lot of booths that had one. Um don't don't get me wrong like i didn't actually get to play because all the lines were closed yeah i don't know if i've mentioned that yet but <laughs> but like man oh man it looks really really cool to just you know be able to sit in one of those and play yeah. your favorite racing game Absolutely. um I, I actually looked up prices yesterday just out of curiosity because i was telling a coworker of mine about the show and uh and some of the uh some of the rigs they had had like the hydraulics underneath that oh, oh you goodness. know make you turn whenever you turn the wheel and so yeah. on and uh yeah i looked up some of the prices holy shit man like so that's gotta be a few grand dude like between 30 and 60 us Jesus, what
1: i know the fuck i know right <laughs> Oh, you get better a fucking car. You bar. better be playing, <laughs> like, better be boy, playing Gran Turismo every fucking day. <laughs>
3: <Wow>. <laughs>
0: I couldn't believe it. I was like I was shocked. The on the bright side though, for those of you who who want to uh, or want to dip your toes in those kind of waters, there are much more affordable options that don't have the hydraulics underneath. Mm-hmm. Um like it's 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 a super tempting, super tempting thing to get into. I mean I yeah. like driving just in general. And uh, I have to admit, going to that show got me got me pretty hyped for the potential of owning one of these things that I never will. But maybe
1: could you imagine like having that setup and then doing like VR?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, they had it there. Oh, yeah. is that?
1: Oh, that's that's like complete immersion. Uh, that's yeah. the one where you like have a heart attack as you crash because you think <laughs> yeah. you're crashing in real life.
0: Oh man, the uh the Thrustmaster booth had uh they had VR flight simulating. Mm-hmm. Um which was also really cool. Um and there was definitely some I I can't remember which booth it was, it's not important I suppose. Um they definitely had some kind of VR uh racing deal going
4: on. Oh wow. And uh that also that also looked really
0: cool. I got to say.
4: Nice. Yeah, I got to say that's like one of the most like I don't really get the appeal of that because, I mean, if I want to drive a car, I'm just going to, you know, drive a real car. Like, there's like so many, like, way cooler things to do, like, with VR. Like, I, I don't know, like, we can't fly, but, like, make me fly in a VR game. That would be cool. But, like, if I want to drive a car, I'm just going to, you know, hop on my own car.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> a, my My brother's a complete <laughs> petrol head. So, my, my, my brother absolutely loves watching motorsport. So for him, like mm-hmm. he like he has one of these steering wheels with with, with the pedals. He doesn't have a, a seat that moves or anything. But like yeah. for him, like he he owns a Audi A4, so yeah, a nice family car. Oh wow! But yeah. like <laughs> you know, it's like he's <laughs> never going to be able to drive a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I mean, you can probably yeah. do those test days when you go around the track, pay a few hundred, you know, a mm-hmm. few hundred pounds or euros or whatever, and you can drive a Ferrari for a, an hour, but or maybe less than that, probably ten minutes. But then to have that like be a Formula One right you know uh, uh, racer or NASCAR or whatever you want to do I I see I really see the appeal, like I really do see it. But it's yeah I'm kind of on that side. Like car for me is a is something that's functional, so yeah it's not too much of an interest. But I could you know the guys who love Gran Turismo and Forza. That that would be, I can understand why they get excited, but yeah, who can afford these these, these setups? <laughs> who who can afford oh, this Oh man,
0: like, <laughs> I I could save up. I could save up. I could I could like I could teach myself how. Yeah. <laughs> but not uh, not then the thirty uh, thousand dollar one. The thirty thousand dollar one like is like when you
4: finally retire, then you will be able to afford yeah, one. You'll be able to play it.
0: <laughs> oh man, that'll dude. You know what else was funny? is I was looking, so I was just reading some articles on like which kind of racing rig you should buy and so on and so forth. Mm. And, uh, and they were talking about like hydration and how, you know, you don't necessarily want your water bottle on the floor next to your rig. You should have like a hose set up that goes right to your mouth. And, oh and I'm like,
1: Oh my God, these guys are like so hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, So dragon quest time
0: yes well yes no, dragon what about quest the quiet man
4: the <laughs> like, most ridiculous looking game of e3 it really was was it yeah Yeah, the one that, that's mixing like live action and then you know like the fighting scenes that are. was
1: so that was really weird like when the trailer started i was like wait a second this is like, I was
4: like is this a commercial <laughs> it was
1: like <laughs> I legitimately I was on YouTube watching it and like when it started I was like did I click on the wrong video like the fuck <laughs> and then it just turns to gameplay and I'm like oh okay gotcha um definitely weird did not expect it uh, but color me intrigued if nothing else <laughs> I
4: don't know like do, like yeah like Jeff, I, I'm, Jefony... I'm just hoping that that oh. the game will be like uh like hilariously bad what the Quiet Man. Yeah, the Quiet Man. Oh, oh quiet. my God,
0: the Quiet Man. I don't know. I saw I saw a game where I could beat people up again. Which there's always like a base level of interest yeah. when I see a game where I can beat people up. But what are what are people saying about it? I just looked at the trailer and I was like, oh, I'll throw it on the list. But I didn't really see a hell of a lot besides that.
4: It's I haven't seen like any comments. Honestly,
1: I I saw the trailer, but nothing happens in it so nobody knows anything i i just want to know my 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 one question about this game is so the guy is is deaf is what i gathered
3: yes but that's like, what i gathered when, as
1: well. when you play the game as him are you gonna be deaf like are is there no sound in this game because if that there was... is because if there <laughs> is sound then what's the point of playing as a deaf guy because it, it literally doesn't matter
0: is he just Mm, Never mind I I can't I can't make I can't make any kind of comment that could even remotely be construed as derogatory towards deaf people
3: yeah
1: but Um, but that's what I'm saying like is because if the gimmick is like he's deaf so you're deaf maybe it would be kind of interesting but also playing a game where there's no sound or muffled sound or whatever it is would be weird. So I'd have to see what it's like. But if 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 you're not deaf, like if there's just music and you can hear voices and stuff, then what's the point? It literally makes no difference if he's deaf or
3: not.
0: Yeah, like that's that's exactly that's basically the reason I put it on the list is I just wasn't sure what was happening exactly. Yeah. I would it would be strange to play a game with no sound or very little sound, but if they managed to pull that off somehow, it would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It'd be that'd be an interesting gimmick for sure.
0: Um moving on to other games that aren't necessarily Microsoft exclusives. <laughs> um the one that I was most excited about from like, you know, not first party and so on and so forth, Anthem. Like I've really? been I've been pretty hyped on Anthem for a little while now. I don't often get hyped on you know, third-person or first-person kind of shooters. But, god damn, man. Anthem looks really, really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, I skipped this trailer, so I I don't know what it's about.
0: Oh, for real? Yeah. I, like, Jeff, did you see it?
1: Uh, I, I really only saw a bit of it.
0: Man, I can't believe you guys. <laughs> like, this... <laughs> it looks like... Okay, so... I don't know if any of you guys remember back in the day on PC, a game called Tribes and yes. uh, and subsequent sequels that came out for it. The, the draw in Tribes is that it's an FPS, but you have limited um, ability to fly. And the game was also really, really fast. And so there was kind of a freedom of movement in that game that you don't have... In your uh, in whatever first person shooter you're playing these days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you know for, you know Overwatch or even Splatoon or, or what have you. You are mostly kind of ground bound. So Anthem comes along, and you can obviously run. You can jump, and then you can double jump, and then you can hang in the air or move through the air, and. Like visually, it looks great. The gameplay looks great, and most of all, there's like there's like this freedom of movement to it. I don't know. I, I'm pretty hyped for it. Frankly, I'm I'm very disappointed that you guys have not been up on this game. It's,
1: okay, so so I'm I'm definitely wa- gonna watch the trailer. But what you're describing reminds me of Crackdown.
0: Yes, very. That's a very good way of looking at it. I loved yeah. Crackdown,
1: which I think th- they announced Crackdown Three. Um, that was one of the Microsoft ones we didn't talk about. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I think they I think they announced it, but I don't I don't I haven't seen anything else for it. the yeah. The game I was excited about of this list of games we have left uh, was Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, that game looks fucking crazy.
0: Who'd yeah, you... I'm uh, I'm pretty hyped on that. Like it's been at least for me, it's been a long long time since I've seen a good. You know, Shadowrun style game. Yeah, and that's kind of what it looks like to me. I mean, is that is that what it looked like to you guys?
1: Yeah, it definitely shades of like Blade Runner and all that. You know, good dystopian sci-fi that I enjoy.
4: Yeah, and there's that's just great that, that It much. had a little bit of like eighties flavor as well. Yeah, yes, a lot of
1: yeah. a lot of neon going on in the future. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it's definitely like a big amalgamation of everything that we grew up with. You know, yeah. so you've got like your cyberpunk from the '90s, which is like your anime style, like Geno of C- Cyber City or Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. But it's clearly like I kind of how I kind of saw it was like it's Ghost in the Shell, but when it's gone wrong, when society's gone too far towards <laughs> like all the technology. And but that, it, it's so intriguing. It's like the the setting is just it's like uh, Ready Player One. Everything in it, you just kind of like you're completely like okay you know i, I, I want to be there that's where i want to spend the yeah. next 60
1: hours of my gaming life yeah yeah but yeah. and, and yeah, the fact absolutely. that it's uh the fact that it's cd project red at least to me yeah. says like it's going to be a big game like this is going to be a large large world like this which i'm really excited about you yeah can, i mean you
4: 60 can... hours ain't going to be enough it's going to be more like 160 hours yeah yeah and i plus. think
0: i will be more than happy to devote that time
1: yeah absolutely yeah um, aside from that, Fallout 76, uh, nah, didn't really do anything for me. Honestly, honestly, Next. did not, did not really do anything for me except for very appreciative of the use of Country Roads, uh, in that trailer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> excellent,
0: excellent song choice by, uh, by Bethesda there.
1: Uh, but yeah, do you guys, anything on Fallout 76?
0: Uh, I mean... Oh god, I'm so old, dude. Like, (laughs) I I liked Fallout when it was, like, Fallout 2 on the PC, uh, where it was, like, a straight-up RPG. Um... And Fallout 3, Fallout 4... Like, here's the thing, like, to me those games are all about setting. And... But the gameplay, to me, was a little bit too close to Elder Scrolls. Yeah, And... You know, after Oblivion, I was kind of like, I'm kind of good with, uh, with that style of game. So even though I want to enjoy Fallout because of its very unique setting, um, the gameplay just doesn't really speak to me anymore, unfortunately. So I see something like Fallout 76, and the co-op aspect is intriguing because I do have friends here in town who really like fallout yeah and that could be an excuse to get back into it is being able to play co-op with my buddies um, but aside from that aspect of it I'm not really too hyped about it
2: gotcha yeah I mean I I really struggled with fallout 4 um, that that was just a tough game for me to kind of get into fallout 3 I, I actually really liked but i think yeah. i've kind of been a bit burnt by these kind of games that i feel like 76 is going to come out unfinished it's going to be buggy as hell and it's going to be require lots of patches to be playable and i just get the feeling like i'll let this one kind of die down see how people are getting on with it before i jump on board
0: that's uh that's actually that's a very good point yeah i mean is is bethesda known for releasing buggy games
1: i People had problems with Fallout Four. I do remember that. Um, I think
0: I, I, think I remember that too. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So I, I, agree. I'd probably let it come out, see what, what the, like what it actually looks like, and then decide then. Uh, but definitely, Cyberpunk is is the open world game that I'm. That's the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From from that list for me, like this little list that we have here, also has Double May Cry Five, yeah. which you know
4: looks great. Yeah. Um Mega but Man Charlotte Eleven was
1: very fun for
4: Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's so over-the-top, but in a good way. Like, out of that uh, little list that we have... Well, yeah, Cyberpunk is absolutely, like, the number one, you know, the game that I'm most hyped hyped about about this. But, like, um, yeah, Devil May Cry 5 is a... Well, let's say distant second, (laughs) but it's still, like, the second. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I also saw a little bit of Mega Man 11. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, like, I was shocked. It actually looks... I think it looks incredible.
4: Doesn't it? It looks really yeah, good. Yeah. 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 And like, I like I just, the new gameplay mechanics.
0: Yeah. I, I was I was really, really pleasantly surprised. I mean, look, it's called Mega Man 11, right? Yeah. Like, we're kind of trained to not really expect too much in the way of innovation, which is fine, you know? Like, you don't... You'll have franchises that come out every few years, and it's more mm. of the same, and that's all well and good, Um and gameplay, but gameplay-wise, graphics-wise, like everything, it just looks—I don't know, man—it looks like it's got a fresh coat of paint. Looks really good.
1: Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Looking forward to that one. Uh, and then the last one we got on here is Doom Eternal, Ooh, which I know I know very little about.
4: Me too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any any of us like know a whole lot about the new game. Um, Personally, I really loved the first, um, like, new Doom game, and it's one of my uh, favorite, like, modern first-person shooters yeah. by far. So well, based on that, I'm, I'm really excited about Eternal, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, we got that teaser, and yeah. that's it. I mean, you pretty much know what you're going to get yeah. here,
2: right? You're just going to get arenas full of demons, lots of, gore, like, gore, you know, uh, glory kills, and just, it's just going to be crazy mayhem. It's going to make you feel... Sick after half an hour because it's just so much going on, but you just keep playing it because you are just chain, ch- you know, chainsawing the demon's head off.
1: You are like, this is doom, you know. Yeah. Um, well, and, I and think, that's
0: and that's all well and good.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I, I I think that's about it uh, for the ones we have on the list. I know Assassin's Creed had a new game they 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 announced, right? Odyssey Correct. or something. Yeah. Mario, yeah. The, the Mario Odyssey crossover that everybody was <laughs> waiting for.
0: Yeah, they had Assassin's Creed was there, uh, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider was there. That was a big deal. Um, There was a new Total War game coming out, and that looked really good.
4: Um, That's interesting. Oh yeah, and and also the Square um, Enix event, um, they had a game by Platinum, but I I forgot the name. But I mean, it's Platinum, so it's automatically like. Automatically interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no the, <And> then, less,
2: <laughs> the name escapes me as well, but
1: yeah yeah yeah. that's, um yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And then less we forget more Octopath Traveler hype, I think. <sighs> right. That that game's coming out like soon. Isn't that game yeah that, out, like... out, uh, yeah, that
0: game's coming out that game's coming out pretty soon. I, I, I think the demo was released a few days ago.
1: Why
2: why is there another demo? <laughs> well, I don't get it. I, it's another one of those things where it's like we've known about this game for uh, over a year now. I, yeah. We we got the demo last year. They must have been testing the water. I thought it was great and I love Bravery Default. They're again one of my favourite RPGs from the DS, the 3DS era. Except for the right at the end it kind of like the difficulty spikes a bit unfairly. But like if it's from that same team, I'm all in. It's like I we don't need another we don't need another demo. It, and it's coming out so soon. I don't I, I don't get why. But you know, maybe they maybe the pre orders aren't that high. Maybe they need to create a bit more buzz like not everybody's sold like like I am I guess so but it's still a bit odd
0: well i think i think the problem with it is that it, you'll you'll have your you'll have your hardcore fan base that is going to buy it no matter what yeah. yeah but then you have a whole bunch of other people that you're trying to convince to pay full price for a pixel art game mm. and i think that's a tough sell these days cuz when people see pixel art games they think indie and they think You know, thirty bucks instead of seventy bucks. Yeah. So that's I think that's gonna be a tough sell and they might they might hit a wall there.
2: But Um, this is like this is probably a big, big, big conversation, but for me, like this is where I was hoping in this E3 with Nintendo to kind of have that two tier gaming on this on the Switch. So on the 3DS you had Fire Emblem, you had Bravely, um yeah, you had like these kind of lower price, so in in Holland, they're about forty euro. And then, then Switch games are sixty euro. But mm. at the moment, so I, I was happy to own both systems because I have like I have my portable games that are a bit cheaper, but I just have just as much depth. And I have my Switch for my home console. But now the mm. Switch, it's all home console. So Fire Emblem is going to be sixty euro. But Fire Emblem wasn't sixty euro yeah, on the 3DS. The... So it's like
4: yeah, it's the same thing with like Pokemon. Like Pokemon mm. games have always been, you know. 40 45 forty-five-year-old games but like now it's gonna be like 60 to 70 euros yeah like the let's go games and also like kirby um on the switch like i bought it day one and i mean i bet i don't know maybe 60 euros for it and it's actually shorter than the 40 euro 3ds games yeah yeah
0: well i guess i mean what can i say right i guess we'll see what happens i'll be very interested to see how how octopath traveler sells yeah. how it um works. Like I agree, Jeff. We don't we don't need a demo per se. We just kind of want it released. <laughs> um, but I also think you're right in that maybe they needed to get that demo out there to get some more, you know, to get some more hype for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else, guys, from E3 that you want to hit on real quick?
2: The only thing I have is uh, Hollow Knight, so I immediately yes. downloaded that, and that's pretty good so far. I'm really enjoying that
0: that was that was recommended to me last year by a buddy who was like you've mm-hmm. got to play this game you've got to play this game on steam anyway yeah. um so the fact that it's going to be available on switch i think i think now is the time to dip my toes in the hollow
4: knight waters
3: yeah
4: i have actually had the game on steam for for months because i actually won a giveaway and i got got a download code oh, for the wow. game but oh. But I have to say I haven't played it. Like I still haven't played it, even though it's it's like one of those indie game darlings that when you go to all these like um online forums and stuff, there's like like the Hollow Knight's, um Hollow Knight threads are always like massive compared to like most indie games and it's yeah. a very popular game.
1: Yeah. Uh for me, I'm gonna sound like I'm complaining, but it's another E3 where I don't hear anything about that mainline Shin Megami Tensei title is supposed to come out on the Switch. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, where's, yeah where's I forgot about that. Still waiting. I'm waiting to buy my switch. Just need to tell me when when that's coming out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> is that really? what's yeah, you back not think life is, will end like anytime thing. soon. As soon as I find like see out, see you, when when you in happening. 2020 or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up, man. Like. For all the for all the complaining that I've done about E3, and there's been tons. Um, pretty, you know, it's 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 a pretty exciting and it's a pretty fun event. I was really happy to see, you know, all the different trailers and all the excitement and so on. It just it gets you kind of hyped for the hobby again. In, in mm. case you ever have a lull. Yeah. Um, so would I'm you, pretty would happy you, with would it. Would you
2: recommend it to someone who living in Europe to go? Would you say yeah, it's worth it, worth a trip to California and head over to E3 or just best to watch it. Online. Well, Jeff,
0: what I'll tell you is that if you know if there's a day where you're where you're sitting in your flat and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I could really use a big lineup right now," <laughs> then I have a great convention for you to attend. <laughs> Just let me know. Okay.
4: Yeah,
1: like, but it's,
4: it's... you know what's funny? We didn't even talk about the the only game that Paul actually played at E3. Oh, I damn.
1: know we
0: didn't talk about Soul Calibur Six. Oh God, that's yeah. funny. All right.
1: In ten
4: well, words I or
0: less. mean Look, in what can I say? It's kind of back to basics. It has a lot of the classic characters. It played really well. It looked really good. For me it's a day one purchase. Yeah. Um, do you get to
1: do you get to play with uh, Gerald at all?
0: No, no, he wasn't um, in the playable demo, unfortunately. Oh boy. Yeah, I know, or else that's all we would have been seeing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean to me it's it's a day one purchase. Uh, I like the fact that it's kind of back to basics, but with still a little bit of spice, like you still have some super moves and and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, t- it's it's a no-brainer for me anyway.
1: Yeah. And Gerald is coming to both versions, right? There's not like a PS, ver- uh, PS exclusive character and a Microsoft exclusive character this time? I don't think so. Okay.
0: It, like, I mean, I, I played a demo, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't really have much news other <laughs> other than like I got to play a game yeah um but yeah it what can I say to me absolutely no brainer all right okay well thanks again thanks again uh, everybody for listening thanks to the guys here for hosting uh
4: massa where can we find you you can find me on instagram and my handle is massa o nine and uh jeff
2: yep yeah, uh you can find me on Instagram as well at uh, Spot gaming
4: Arnie
1: uh, find me at welcome to the game. It's the word welcome, the number two, the game. Uh, and uh, you can chill- find
0: me. Oh, sorry, say again?
1: I was just saying, just chilling over there. So, Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Instagram as well. Paul's Game Room. Paul's underscore Game Room. And uh, obviously we've got our uh, Instagram uh, for the show at Region Free Gamers. Hit us up there. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, we're always interested to hear. And uh,
3: thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. All right. Cheers. Thanks for the invite. Thanks. Cheers.